Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, on this fine Saturday afternoon, evening, depending on your location, Matt is here. Hey, what's up? Go Rams. Yeah, Connor's here too. I like how it took Matt like three seconds to get in a sports reference. <laughs> I, I have long. to. It's The Rams haven't been in a conference championship game since 2002. Which is... I don't know what a conference championship is. I don't know what sport yeah. this is. It's <laughs> a good point. I, Pete, I only care about like two sports really. Like, yeah, I like baseball, but it comes down to football and hockey, and it's not hockey. Like, <laughs> the only reason I know it's not hockey is because it's not Vikings. Yeah, so... Vikings is your hockey team. Yes, we know this much. No, the Knights. The Knights. Sorry, yeah, it's Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, we might get Vikings. Believe me, wrong. if it was the Vikings, I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> I think I just assumed Matt was Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, if it was the Vegas Vikings, that'd be it. Like I would. You know what? In my oh, head, yeah. I thought alliteration. Matt yeah. loves it. It must be Vikings. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. So conference championships. So there, there's two. There's two conferences, and and when the playoffs start, there's there's. I think eight teams in each. Whatever. These are the final two in each conference. They go to the Super Bowl. Or the big game. I don't know if we're allowed this, to say this it. This is fine. Yeah. Give it give it half an hour, and I'm going to have the snooker on my second monitor. Do, so yeah. it's way more well, interesting. No, they don't play until tomorrow, so we're, we're in the clear. Because if they were playing today, I'd be like, guys, I can't make it. I, right. It starts at 12. Carter's on the shit list because he asked Matt for an explanation, which led to a good 30 seconds right I in the first two minutes of the show. I just said I didn't know what that was. Could have kicked your mouth shut. That was, a, that was an option. He didn't have to explain it. <laughs> yes, I did. You know I do. <laughs> Honestly, I just like that annoyed Pete. I know. <laughs> That's good. Can we at least pretend for like two minutes when we start that we're actually stay on topic for the duration of the show? Just, just so, pretend. This is the magic ten. Like <laughs> ten minutes in, like we'll get on task. But as of right now, it's Pete's gonna make fun of Connor. Connor's gonna make fun of me, and it's like a round robin. So. Yes. Uh, well, we actually have something important to tell them this week. Due to popular demand, we now have merchandise which you can purchase should you wish. <laughs> this is a you thing. Uh, happened on the live now, stream this if week. If I were to get a hat, would it be too much to wear the hat on the show considering the logo's right above me? Oh, God, no. I mean, eventually, Matt, I'm hoping we'll have several options of hats which will have yeah. alternate things on it that are related to the show in which yeah. you could wear one of those. Um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that sometime soon we'll start the show and all of us will be decked out in Mail Fuzz TV or Comics from the Multiverse gear. Like, that's now, the hope. Uh, Pete probably, you, you've seen Wayne's World, right, Pete? I have indeed, yes. Yeah, so that scene where they talk about, you know, how bad it is to sell out and they're all in. <laughs> it's all basically a, a two-minute long commercial for different products. Yeah, I remember Pizza yeah. Hut and Pepsi, just a yeah. bunch of products. Um, Pepsi, the taste of a new generation. Yeah. But to be fair, to be, to be fair, this is all of our merch, so we're only promoting yeah. ourselves. It's a little bit tacky, but we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if if we have a, you know, if I have a TV from the multiverse and Connor's got a screams, and if it's all a different show that we don't, then that's extra <laughs> shilly. You know what I mean? I wasn't, like, I wasn't expecting Corey to buy a stream shirt. Oh given no, no, no. <laughs> Matt, Matt's suggesting we we all, me and him, wear wear things yeah. for shows that we're not on to kind yeah. of slyly promote the other shows. Okay, uh, all right. I then, see. then it's extra shilly. Uh, us wearing comics merch, that's fine. You know? Yeah, no. Actually, there's a really nice Mail Fuzz TV hoodie that I actually do want quite a bit. 
Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll be looking into that over the next month or so. But uh, there's merch. There'll be links in the description uh, to go to the store. There's two separate stores. There's one for the US and one for the UK uh, for local shipping and pricing. <laughs> the shipping is quite pricey, but this sort of custom merch always is kind of on the pricier yeah. side compared to like, mass-produced stuff. But no, Nothing on one of the hockey-branded uh, sites I tried to order from last year in shipping was going to be $50. Oh, boy. For, for, oh, it's not that bad, for the record. <laughs> for like... Sixty dollars worth of 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 merch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nowhere near that bad. No. So um, it's you know I, I expect to pay five or six bucks. Yeah. You know. There's usually a discount else. code still for like like literally on the site. There's like a lot of like in the the, the store owners like section. There's a list of like upcoming discounts and like time periods for the next month or so. So they're quite frequent. Like how how yeah. often they go. I know at we the should... end of the month is is a, a free shipping one, which is on top of what she was saying there. It works out all right. If you're only buying like one or two yeah, things, yeah. that works out pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'll be links in the description uh, to, to the stores, and if you want to get stuff, you can. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll be do- adding more stuff. Right now, it's just like logos from the show. So there's cards from the Multiverse, there's Malefuzz TV, and there's streams after midnight. Uh, there will be more stuff added. We're thinking of like maybe doing shirts with quotes on it or, or things like that. Maybe yeah, a certain I Love Red Hood symbol. Maybe. We're thinking we'll let uh, our patrons vote on which design should on be the some, next one. On some, not on all. There's some that I just want to yeah. do. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. They'll go up eventually, but they can they can dictate the order. <laughs> I would love a scream one that says Tim loves the boy, but <laughs> that's not the image that you want to put out there. No, I'll leave it uh, ambiguous. Just have it saying Tim loves yeah. the boy and just leave it as that. <laughs> Uh, his film taste is oddly specific, and I don't get it most of the <laughs> Do you time. Know what? I, he gave Aquaman a two out of yeah. ten. Yeah, I know, but what he the loves hell? the boy. Also, he, he just it. he told me on Twitter this very day that he doesn't like Die Hard that much. So you know, Tim be Tim. Tim is a strange fellow. I love Tim though. He's he's the best. I love him too, but I I love him in the way that you love like um, he's like a guilty pleasure. Tim's a guilty pleasure of a human being. There's a shirt right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you would like to submit ideas for shirts and quotes and stuff, we might put some up for a vote. Uh, maybe we'll do some Patreon votes. Maybe we'll do some public votes on YouTube. Either way, but there'll be there'll be votes. So if you've got things that we've said in the past that you think would look good on a shirt, um, uh, if you want to design something, something like a bit more intricate, you can. Uh, you just have to give us express written permission when you give it to us that it's okay for us to sell it. Uh, it is worth mentioning that if you want to support us, buying merch does give us a, a cut of the profits. We do get support oh. from that as well. Uh, on top of if you're, if you're on Patreon or if you're uh, you know watching the ads on YouTube or whatever. But, um, so. Also, like, shares, all that stuff is still free, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that stuff's good. I usually just that keep the doing end. that too. I, I'm just pointing yeah. this out here because if you do buy merch, we do get a bit of a cut it's, of it so well it's funny because a lot of the podcasts i've been listening to want to start putting like older stuff behind a paywall and a lot of other fans get upset about that oh, that's and weird. it's like well, yeah yeah it's like well the show's not changing but they're just putting it behind there uh a lot of the guys are going out for jobs and they don't want some of the stuff they've said out there open for free <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean um I'm pretty, I'm pretty good about uh keeping us on a publicly yeah. acceptable level of disco <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm just saying, yourself. like, but but they always remind people, like, you don't, you know, there's no pressure to to buy stuff. Oh yeah, you know, Joe, I, uh, you have no idea some of the stuff that I've cut out of this show that Connor said that's been not safe for the public. Uh, I stand by really every word I've ever said. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't safe for my ears either. And I've been 
Matt was crying in the corner. He was in a ball, just crying in the corner, just weeping at some of the awful Stand things Connor was saying. I know he does. That's why it makes you a monster. Every word, I meant it all. Um, but don't worry, Matt wasn't suggesting something. They were not we're not pagating old content. No, <laughs> so no I was just saying, as a you know, as a, as a remedy, don't feel like you have to buy stuff. If you want to buy stuff, awesome. Oh yeah, that's but great. Like, yeah, because someone's know, already bought a, a comic hoodie, uh, which was was great to see. Yeah, we obviously this only launched in the last week, so we're looking forward to some of these arriving for people, so we can actually see what they look yeah, like. Yeah, so, someone bought a Scream shirt, and someone else bought a Scream's tote bag, which is really funny to me. That's awesome. Yeah, you know that that logo is pretty nice though. Like yeah. the Scream's one, I can see it being on stuff. No, you don't get- give Pete credit. You get a cook- cooking apron as well if you want, with one of our logos on it. <laughs> if you feel like you're stop a sort of dog bandana, but I just want to let you know if you put a dog bandana on there, I will probably buy two. So. <laughs> hey, if people want the dog bandana, I will happily add them to the because there's just a bunch of merch that you can pick and your logo yeah. will just slap onto it. Um, yeah. I thought the dog bandana would not be in demand, but if if anyone requests the dog bandana become available, <laughs> just tell me what logo you want on it, and I'll make it available. <laughs> Mugs, hats, dogs, bananas. Yep. Pretty soon we'll have lamps. There's water <laughs> bottles and thermos flasks on there already. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, check it out. Buy stuff. Uh, when, when it arrives, hit us up on Twitter so we can see that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to see some of, some of them in the wild. What do they look like? Um, so, yeah. So, no, that was worth mentioning because it's, it's just kind of a notable thing. The fact that anyone wants to buy our merch is insane to me, but some people do and they've, they've bought it. So, that's great. Um, yeah. So... Hey, uh, yeah, we're talking about DC Comics on this show. I've not even gotten to tell you what we're talking about this week, uh, which is the list of comics, which I normally hey, Matt, get Matt did say about the 10-minute mark. He did. <laughs> That's true, we're almost at 10 minutes. Uh, so what's coming up today, we have Detective Comics 996, we have Superman issue 7, we have Wonder Woman 62, The Flash 62, Supergirl 26, Justice League Dark number 7, The Batman Who Laughs number 2, Titans 33, Hawkman number 8, and Catwoman number 7. Other books on the slate this week. It is a week two, all even though it's week three of January because we it's a five week month and they pushed all of yep. week four's December into week one of January. It's a whole thing. But this it's is really week two. turned me off. I don't yeah. like it. I still consider this week, even though we're in week three. I, I this is in my head is still week two. So that's what I'm calling it. Well, it's not like we're getting a doomsday clock soon. So you know, that's fine. <laughs> it's only a month away. It's just a thing. Yeah, no, away. but still. I'm I'm really concerned it'll get pushed a little bit more into one of the weeks I'm away. <laughs> yeah, Cara's on vacation uh, at the end of uh, February. Although you don't miss a comics, do you? Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully, it it depends when I get back if I have time to read the okay, comics. Yeah. Because he's he's away Monday to Friday, so he could conceivably still be on all the comics episodes that month. It's just just yeah. a case of can he fit them in that week before yeah. we, before we record. Basically yeah. Right. Since we started doing the show, uh, when I do go on vacation. If I know I'm gonna be back, I make sure to bring my iPad everywhere with me. So like, anytime I have a little bit of moment, like when we were in San Diego, I was reading comics in the the Uber. You know, like, <laughs> taking advantage every time I, I could. Hey, and now Matt, you can take your comics from the multiverse hat and hoodie, and you can wear it at cons and and uh, pimp, pimp that shit out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We need Promotion. stickers. Stickers to hand out. Actually, uh, you know what? This is actually this is... the best advertising we could ever ask for. If you buy a comics from the multiverse hoodie or shirt, wear it at your comic shop, and then when people ask you what it is, pitches. Pitch it to them. Yeah. <laughs> You're recruiting the audience. <laughs> of course I'm recruiting the audience. I'm, I have no shame. Are you kidding me? Oh, clearly. Do this. 
We can do this. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of bad news as well, uh, but those are the books that are coming up uh, this week. Uh, and I suppose I, I do have to have have a, a moment here before we start the, the news where I, I talk about a life decision that I made this week, which is very serious. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, it's very serious. Don't you, don't you mock my life decisions. <laughs> right. So, for some reason, for some reason for a while, I have been nostalgic, shall we say, about physical comics, right? And I've not had a physical comic in a while. I've I've been reading digital for six years, somewhere, seven years maybe, somewhere, something in that range. And for some reason, despite every reason in the world not to do it <laughs> this week, I may be subscribed to a few physical comics. So I'm going to have some physical books mixed up in my digital Good going forward. You. Welcome yeah. back to the Stone Age. <laughs> the know, thing it's is. Just, it's to feel a paper in your hand. It's just the art on the page. It just looks nice in the eyes. It's just they they are often still better in, it, it, in many aspects. It, not in the, the 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 efficiency of oh here's a tablet with everything you want on it, right? Of course, because what, what here's the things I love about reading comics on my tablet. I wake up on Wednesday, the comics are there. I just need to tap download and they download, right? That's nice and easy. I don't have to go anywhere to get them. Everything's there. I don't have to worry about things. If I want to buy something a month later, it's not more expensive than it was day one because it's if just... If not, it might be cheaper. If not, it might be cheaper, yeah. yeah. Not DC yeah. anymore, but, you know, <laughs> you yeah. other publishers some, some companies still drop theirs. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's lots of reasons not to do it. But first, I, I, I just want to, so I'm doing it. Um, and just, just to paraphrase uh, a character here, um, one of the things I also like is the smell, and I know that sounds weird. Nope, I I fully I'm about yeah. that. It's, it's the same with books. Yeah. I get it way more I with books. Like it physical does, books. The, the well, smell doesn't get me with comics that much, but with books it does. Because the character I'm referring to is Rupert Giles from the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When Jenny Callender asks him why he doesn't like computers, he says the smell. To which she goes, "Computers don't smell," and he's like, "Exactly, books smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're great." Yeah. <laughs> I still love walking into a bookstore and you mm. get hit with that smell of it. Um, my comic shop, n- not not so much, because it also doubles as a Magic the Gathering shop and well, that's where I, I, I think it's not a priority. A different kind of paper, like book paper is very rigid, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a bit thicker. So um, I, I assume that's something to do with it and the way the comic paper is treated. It's a lot thinner. It doesn't have the same smell. It doesn't have the same smell, but it has a smell. It does, but it doesn't hit me when I walk into the shop. And my comic shop is just a comic shop. I just, I just think it's pretty funny that Pete thought it's a major life decision to go back to. Like, <laughs> I was joking, Matt. Six physicals. I see you say that, but I, I think oh. you mean the other thing. All right, fine. No one gets my sense of humor. It's okay. Um, some people in the audience do, I'm sure. Uh, we will move on and talk about a little bit of news that popped up this week. Uh, artist change, kind of, on Detective Comics. Um, everyone keeps saying he's he's coming to replace, or, or he's like, you know, he's. Uh, like so, Brad Walker's joined Detective Comics at issue one thousand and one. Um, my instinct though would be to say, well, if it's double shipping, then Doug Mankey was never going to do all the issues anyway. Uh, yeah, I think I saw a Newsarama article about it that said he was going to be the third artist on the book. Yeah, like in the but, rotation. But here's the thing though: the phrasing of every article I saw about this made it sound like he's taking over. That was the exact wording, and that was from Newsarama. They said taking over DC Comics. Which would imply that Mankey maybe isn't sticking around uh, as one of the regular artists, but uh, I'm reading between the lines here a little bit. Fair enough. I'm trying to find the article, see what they said now. Um, I, co- I well, I copy and pasted it, but. Oh, fair enough. I'm just I'm just <laughs> trying to read it. 
herself, but fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that's okay, news, I guess. Um, obviously, Mankey's very good, but uh, Brad Walker's yeah. pretty good too, so yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand why they're saying that. Reading um, what Walker's tweet was, um, I'm, I'm joining Tomasi with Andrew Hennessy and Nathan Fairburn on Detective Comics with issue 1001. No mention of, of Mankey on there. Yeah. Um, at the bottom of the article, though, it does say Walker will be on rotating arcs with current series artists Doug Mankey, uh, Mendoza, and Baron. So hmm. probably in, it might just be uh, significantly less than what we have at the minute. Yeah. Right. Um, and then other news we had uh, this week was that DC are doing more of those 100 page giants at Walmart and also somewhere else, which we'll get to in the second part of this. So there are now just two more 100 page giants that will be monthly. At Walmart, um, one is is the Flash, which will be written by Gil Simone with art by Clayton Henry. Twelve part story, and just like the other uh, the hundred page giants, it's like a twelve page story, and then there's a lot of reprints of other things that make up the the rest of the page count. Um, and then the other one is a Swamp Thing book by Tim Seeley and a rotating cast of uh, artists. So uh, we know Mike Mike Perkins will do the first one. Uh, they're also renaming and renumbering uh, two of the other ones. Uh, Teen Titans is becoming Titans, and uh, Justice League I think is becoming Wonder Woman. But they're basically that continuing. Seems, that feels like a more drastic change than the Titans. One, it does. It does. That feels like it's completely shifting focus. It, it really does. But I mean, they're counting it as renumbering because it's it's keeping the creative teams in them going f- mm-hmm. from the previous stories. So right, uh, I guess it is what it is. But um, yeah, more books that. Uh, I can't retail trade, so that kind of sucks. But hey ho, you, you you get you get you get why they're doing it. They try to expand. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I just wish it wasn't exclusive. Um, and then to go along with this, they're also doing another hundred page giant at Target. Uh, this is just a one shot though, and it seems to be promoting the the DC Primal Age Funko toy line, which Target sells. Uh, it is a hundred page giant called where is it? DC Primal Age. It's just an probably could have guessed that. I probably could have, but yeah. I just I wanted to make sure. I had to make sure. I feel like Connor gives me shit when I'm trying to be accurate, but when I'm not accurate enough, he gives me shit and then tries to find information himself. Yeah, there's, there's a, a middle ground. It's a lose lose. Yeah. No, it's called a no win scenario. Connor is the human equivalent of the Kobayashi Maru. Yes, he is. He is. I think that's quite the compliment. I don't think it's it not. is. Because, <laughs> like, like Captain Kirk, people find a way to cheat it. And you lose. <laughs> yeah, well, Kirk hacked a computer, so I'll just kill Connor, and then that. All, then I've all won. I'm saying is, <laughs> whoa, 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 okay, Con, let's just chill out there. <laughs> and that is the extent of my Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Kobayashi and Khan. Okay, that's me. I'm done. Uh, uh, I know. I will take my chips. And I'm actually impressed you remember the name of Kobayashi Maneuver. If that's all you uh, know about Star Trek. Well, no, because I I know that from from pop culture parlance of uh, a no win scenario. So, yeah. Yes. So Tim's a guilty pleasure, and Connor's a no win scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Tim definitely sounds really? better of the two. Let's be honest. Oh uh, dear, alright, let's just resize that. Connor's going to freak out because his windows just changed size. Uh, <laughs> I knew that would annoy him, but I need to see my list. <laughs> so. 20 minutes in, could have done this at the start and I could have reframed myself to be more appropriate, so, but no. So real quick, this this Primal line looks like, I don't want to hate on anything that DC does, right? Cause, mm-hmm. But this looks like Masters of the Universe of Jace. 
Yeah, it's all fantasy like, and sorcery like, and swords and nonsense. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the, the comic to support the toy line, you know, it's, that's weird. Yeah, this one doesn't bother me, and I don't really want to read this one, but yeah. it's just the, the trend of more of this happening <laughs> is concerning. I mean, you you got, like, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Ordway, like, it seems like it's from a certain era. So... Yeah. But, yeah... <laughs> Alright, I'm off screen for a second. You can carry the show for a minute. That's fine. Well, I tried to with Connor. The Connor's like. I was trying to look up these Funko Primal Age things. I want to know what they are. They're Funko. Therefore, you can ignore them. They're little mini. But but they're not like the traditional Funko, or the big heads and stuff that that I stopped collecting. Right. I think they're like little mini figs. No, I did. I have not bought one in months. If if you notice, Connor, look behind me. I have no room for them now. So like. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at them now. They're, they're not the best looking things. No. Yeah, I was never out of the Funko Pop things. Yeah. I never, never, never got the appeal for myself. I saw that they they, they announced the uh, the Return of the Jedi ones the other day, and god damn it, I need that Lando. It looks so good. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Always comes back to Star Wars. It does. It does. Yeah. This yeah. has been a. A gauntlet of different topics for the first 20 minutes of this show. It's, it's and been... you've hated all of them? No, them some have been quite good. Yeah, so, so the figures are five and a half inch figures. So that's like old school yeah. G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're big and... They, I mean, they look okay, I just... Why? Like, whose idea was this? Who, like... Like, hey, we're going to do superheroes as barbarians. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah. They're kind of weird looking, mm-hmm. but then I, I I thought that you know people are like uh, when the when the bombshells comic started and it was like oh it's just because bombshells is popular I'm like that turned out to be a really good book so yeah. you know and and it's it's a cool idea for stuff like that like if you're gonna do all the statues and the covers and then you want to set the book like feel- one follows the other. I feel. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, but the bombshell design doesn't really appeal to me that much. But I get that that is a broad appeal to like a group of people. It's, it's the same if you did like a like a cyberpunk line, right? I'd be like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm interested. Show me so, the so what you're saying is you can't fathom a world where sword and sorcery has a broad appeal. Exactly. Yes. I I feel like there's no appeal in so, in barbaric versions of characters. But you know, call me crazy. So upon looking at these, they are just masters of the universe with DC sculpts. Like, straight down to the Batcave playset. Ace looks like Cringer. It's like Battle Cat. Um, Joker looks straight up like Skeletor. Is is this why Batman's ears look a bit more cat-like? I, I think so. Mm. Okay, cool. I did not expect to spend this much time talking about this Primal Age thing. Well, this is what happens. We just derail things. I, I I thought I'd mention it briefly. Grumble that it's more exclusive stuff. Well, the back end is straight up Castle Grayskull. What is going on? <laughs> they, they made a deal. The, the shady deals. Anyways. <laughs> hey, at least it's not one of those knockoff uh, companies that put like, oh, the Avengers are out and like Batman and Superman are with Spider-Man and Thor in a, yeah. in a box. I mean, it's still Funko. They're pretty reputable, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what else is in the news, Pete? Oh, that's it. That's, that's, that's all that is. Okay. Well, uh, I would say, I suppose, uh, the leak cover for issue 8 of Heroes in Crisis, which uh, I'll mention that's leaked. 
And it's going to be in the solicit, so I don't know if it's necessarily worth being like, oh, we shan't spoil it because. Yeah, like, we'll, we're going to talk warning. about it when the solicits hit. That's just true. Yeah. Spoiler warning in three, two, one. Yeah, so spoiler warning, as Matt said. Uh, so the cover for issue eight is a shot of Wally with uh, Linda and the kids uh, on a field. Uh, it's a really nice piece of art, actually. It's just, you know, it's just, they're quite small in the frame. They're on a hill. Uh, it's a beautiful day. It very much reminds me of Gladiator when he's having the visions of his family. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, looking at... That's, like, easily the one of the best-looking scenes in that movie. Yeah. He's looking over the wheat, you know? That's a movie about so. a man who's destined to die at the end. That's not... That's not but I'm just saying, he has... If I remember... Granted, it's been, like, 20 years since I've seen it. But, like, doesn't he keep having those visions as the movie goes on? Uh, yeah, he kind of like every time yeah, he goes yeah. to sleep, he, 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 he dreams of walking to through the field. Yeah, um, this is what that felt like to me, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. What's interesting though is uh, like, cause I, I, I saw like issue eight leaked, and I was like, wait a minute, issue eight cover? We only had just four, and I'm like, oh yeah, solicits would mean that the next one would be issue eight. <laughs> we're actually we're only one month away from getting the issue nine solicit, which is the final issue. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I just want to take a moment to laugh at a certain sight. For oh, claiming something go. about like, one of the covers, I just mm, the idiocy, <laughs> the idiocy. I, I yeah, there, there was a, a a popular comic website this week um, said, "Oh, here's the new cover for issue I don't know, five. Was it Heroes in Crisis? Five or six? It, it didn't it really matter which which issue uh, it was. It was wrong." And said, mm-hmm. "Oh, Saturn Girl's on the cover of of this Heroes in Crisis." So, so of course, like an idiot, I click on it <laughs> yeah. as it's Saturn Girl. Yeah, obviously, and... we all clicked on it. And like, maybe, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe like, there's some genius theorizing here that this is Saturn Girl dressed as Harley Quinn. But I think for the rest of the the the, the logical world, we took one look at that and went, "That's Harley Quinn." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was clearly Harley Quinn, and then they updated their article within like half an hour. To say it's Harley Quinn dressed as Saturn Girl, which it's also not. Also not true. It's just not. Yeah, if they told me it was way. Saturn Girl dressed as Harley, I mean, it'd still be like pie in the sky yeah. like, out of nowhere, what, but at least that would make sense. Is, is a writer looked at it, made a mistake for some reason, and then doubled down. Wrote an article and published it, and then didn't want to admit that they were wrong, mm-hmm. and doubled down and went, no, no, hey, no, she's dressed as her. It was just a typo. All... We will all look like fools if that turns out to be Saturn Girl. Look, no, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> if it is Sango, that still doesn't excuse this article. Because the article itself was was not based on anything other than rampant speculation. It was yeah. wrong. There's, there's been nothing of such to suggest that Saturn Girl is at all involved in Heroes and Graces. No, you know? nothing. There's been so, no hint. You so, know. Uh, but it doesn't mean she won't be later. Like she could be. No, but... but... For, for them to make this this huge leap of logic to say that that was Saturn Girl dressed as Harley, I it's again, hundred percent speculation and not. Uh. Yeah, because there was nothing on the cover that actually like indicated that it was any anything misleading about it. Right? It looked like Harley holding one of those masks. Yeah, and there was someone that was it. standing over her because you could see a shadow. Yeah, that now, was the entire cover. There was another cover uh, where someone's like in, a, in the night like flying shadow, and it looks like Gotham Girl is going to be involved. And, but that actually looks like it's the silhouette of Gotham Girl, so that's a, a reasonable guess. Yeah, that's for the crossover with the Flash. Was that a crossover with the Flash? Yeah, that was the, the Flash crossover with Oh, that, was it the same article? I assume that was also Heroes yeah. in Crisis. Oh, fair enough. That makes yeah, more sense. No, it's not, yeah, it's not Heroes yeah. in Crisis. 
Although knowing that it's Kane and Williamson and this is like a holding pattern, if it ends up playing into it, mm. uh, that would be pretty well, cool. The crossover... Oh, no, it's the annual. It's about uh, investigating Wally's death. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the cro- maybe the crossover has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Does, does Gotham Girl have that recognizable uh, a shadow? I yeah, because she yeah. has the cape and the shaved head. Yeah, it's just like, the short hair plus the, the skirt. Uh, it just it was just kind of obvious it's her. I mean, it, I mean, if they, if they tell me it's not and they show me someone else, it could be. But it just I immediately went and asked Gotham Girl. No, that's fair enough. I just didn't realize that she'd have had that distinctive a shadow. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So credit to the artist. Is yeah, yeah. I immediately thought. I immediately thought Gotham Girl. I'm very excited for this. Just mainly because I haven't been enjoying Batman as much. So. The fact that we're getting Williamson to fill in for for a little, mm. give me a break, uh, and, it, and it looks fun. Yeah, it's right in the middle of this arc as well that a lot of people are having problems with. So it's the, kind of the yeah. perfect time for it, just to sort of split it up evenly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, I guess we'll get on to books. So we'll start off this week with Detective Comics nine nine six. Peter J. Tomasi writing, Doug Mankey on the art. Uh, we left off last issue with Batman going to Arkham to beat up uh, various inmates to try and get some information about what's happening. Uh, he's unsuccessful, <laughs> basically. Yeah, no, 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 I, I love the Zaz part, though, where he said that you ruined my canvas. Yeah, and I'm saving a special nice spot touch. for you when I kill you. I, yeah. I was a little disappointed not to see any of the beating up. Mm. In terms yeah. of, you know, as an action sequence. Because, because it ended in that cliffhanger last issue, you feel like yeah. you were owed like, the... The visual yeah, yeah, we yeah. cut straight to the aftermath, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with what's here. I just, I would have liked to see some of the bit in between. I'll tell you what I liked about this issue early on. Um, I love that you know Damien's there patching up Alfred. I love Batman comes and says, "Okay, wait, someone, whoever's doing this, clearly knows I'm Batman." And mm-hmm. Damien says, "Oh well, my grandfather and mother are both in that list." And Batman quite rightly says, "Yeah, this is too like roundabout for them. Like, they, they are more like direct than than this yeah. kind of uh, you know." Oh, deception. that's the thing. They've always known he's Bruce, but they've never come after him as Bruce. Yeah. Because Roz and Talia both look at him as Batman first. So they want to destroy Batman. They don't yeah, Roz Bruce respects Wayne. the detective, not yeah. Bruce. Yeah. But the thing I exactly. like about this, though, is that they immediately both say Henry Descartes, and I was like, hey, that's exactly what most of us were like theorizing. Uh-huh. I liked that, you know, it, it has. it's a good sign that Tomasi knows what the people are thinking because his characters got to the same conclusion, which turns out to be incorrect, and that's okay because we're going through a mystery. Yeah, but... exactly. He's The red herrings are there just long enough to drive the story, you know? The, sometimes in detective stories, when you get too many red herrings, and they're all a lot of them are just throwaway, this one was, we were following the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Joe, Joe right makes away. it not feel like a throwaway. It doesn't feel like a throwaway because he goes to see Henry Descartes. They have a bit of a fight. Um, yeah. And then the monster that, that, that attacked Leslie Tompkins, but although this time is uh, looks much better because it's this mutated version of like all the different Bat villains uh, coming yeah. out of the, the center. You say looks much better. I'm not feeling this thing at all. I, I, I thought this visually, like I thought this was visually far more interesting than the first time we saw it. Well, the first time it looked like a clay face kind of deal. Yeah, it was just like, it was just uh, bland and kind of generic the first time. Sure, we saw it. but when when we have that this... full page spread of it jumping out and mm-hmm. it's just all the villain heads, I'm like, this everything. Is a yeah, yeah. I kind of like that page. I'm not gonna lie. Well, that's fine. I mean, no accounting for taste. <laughs> I, but, I, I, well, know. I thought the art was good. I, I thought it was just an interesting concoction of the because this made the thing more interesting to me that it was like trying to impersonate all of his villains or something like that. It was like, it was almost like it was like. It almost made me think of like the thing trying to decide whether it's trying to assimilate <laughs> and not really making a choice and kind of right, but but here though it has all of these 
all of the bat villains to play with instead of just a a set number to where if it kept trying to go back and forth between different ones mm. here it was just like almost like a showcase for Monkey to draw all these different villains that's fair i just thought i just you felt know? like good i mean i don't really feel that strongly about it i'm not going to sit here and defend the, the yeah. concept of it i think the monster's still the weakest part but anyway, so the, what I was saying, though, is the reason why that this doesn't feel like it's just a, a, an unjustified red herring mm-hmm. is because this leads to a natural conclusion that follows the mystery. And that natural conclusion is, is that Batman realizes that everyone who was involved in making him Batman are being killed off. Uh, Henry Descartes is the next victim. And that leads to, you know, where he goes next, which is to go and see Sensei. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- to me, that's why it doesn't feel like just a, a pointless red herring, because it does naturally lead to the next part yep. of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. and he gets there, and we get a fun scene where he uh, fights the the last remaining student of the Sensei school. It's probably uh, the highlight of the issue is this action yeah, sequence. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was really cool. Um, really takes advantage of Monkey's strengths here. There's not a lot of line work to get caught up on, yeah. like we were saying in the last one. That's no, actually, pretty clean. I think his art it's... in this issue is better than the last two. I think this is the best-looking issue. That Do you know what I think? How, uh, some of it I agree with. This end section, I think, looks the best. I think it's because it's in the light. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was getting at. he overcompensates with the shadows and it com- becomes inky and scratchy. Whereas mm-hmm. here in the light, it's 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 a lot cleaner. It's got time to, to shine a little bit more. Yeah. It looks a lot better. Okay. Yeah, and I was in Shades of Batman Begins, which is you know for me a good thing because yeah. he's he's going up the he's going up the the cliff and that's part of the thing to get up to the school is getting up there unassisted without any you know. I guess ropes and equipment and whatnot. Speaking speaking um, of shades of things, there's the fact that Tomasi's like referencing events of Batman and Robin, which he did, yeah. um, and bringing those up, and even the fact that he's got yeah. Batman and that Damien was, having that moments. That was the first arc of Batman and Robin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that was the, the that was the nobody. first that was the first time we saw nobody. At least did he not come back later for another arc? Was it spread over? He did, but, yeah. but much later. That was that was more Robin. Okay. I don't think Bruce was around for that one. Fair enough. Um, but. Uh, yeah, what was that in? Was there? There wasn't a Robin comic, was there? Well, Maybe there was. Robin War and there was all that yeah. stuff. I don't know. If... Well, there was when he came back from Apocalypse. I think there was. There was a Robin book for a little bit that I that I went through, and that's how he got the bat. But we haven't seen him in a while. The Dragon Bat. Hmm. Yeah, Goliath. In a while. Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, but anyways, the, the refresh of Teen Titans basically wiped that. I guess. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, yeah, it must have must have been through that one, but but yeah, no, uh, that first arc I think was nobody because it was he was trying to get Damien to that point, um, and Damien eventually gets there, but Bruce doesn't turn on him, which they reference here. Yeah, uh, but I like the stuff with Ducard and him talking about you took my son. He's like, yeah, but your son chose that life. So, yeah, because Batman know. points out that not, I mean, I beat him and then sent him back to you, and then he decided yeah. to come back and try again, which led to his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. you know, we, we didn't try to kill him. I mean, Damien did kill him eventually, but that that was really right. on him more than it was on Damien. Right. Yeah. And then, and then that's another character we haven't seen in a while is is his daughter, Damien's you know quote sister, mm. the the new nobody. Uh, what's her name? Maya. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I just remember calling the no- nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked her a lot. But again, it was Tomasi. Yeah. So I like that he's weaving <laughs> some of these threads throughout his entire work, which it's very Johnsian, which is pretty fun because he was John's editor forever. Yeah. So I feel like they've picked up bits from each other. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. It's very. Oh, to be honest, though, I, I, I kind of have that moment though where I go, oh, that's fun. They're mentioning that character, and then I have that realization. Oh wait, this was the same person writing that book. They're bringing their own like play thing back. Yeah. I'm actually more impressed when a writer takes a smaller character like this from another run that wasn't theirs, just because they thought, yeah. oh no, yeah. they made a good character. I want to use that character right. and just bring them which, out. Which that was uh, Morrison's argument for creating so many new villains mm. during his time, like Professor Pig and um, Trinity Quills. El Sombrero and whatnot. Actually, so other people can use them. It's something I actually spoke about a bit on uh, last week's Elsewhere uh, from the Multiverse. Uh, if, oh. if Pete actually paid attention during that. It was in one of the Star Wars books. Oh, I didn't. I definitely didn't. No, it, it was basically a group of characters from the previous writer's run was brought yes. back. And it, it was like, okay, that's cool, because now they feel like they're actually a, a part of the universe rather than just one person's creation. Right. And Pete should have paid attention. Squadron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. So, you talking about Star Wars and elsewhere from the multiverse is my is my break time. That's when I get a snack or yeah, I know. Check I know. Twitter or, or whatever. Jeez, oh, at least you're transparent about it. <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait till the Tom Taylor books start in July. Wait, He's who? gonna have to. Hold on. Who? Tom Taylor. It's not happening. Though. That's, <laughs> he will that, pay That's pay. a shirt. I need. <laughs> What, just Tom Taylor's name on our show? You want something with, with our show and Tom something, Taylor. Something Tom Taylor. <laughs> yeah. That could be the shirt. <laughs> Anyways. That little uh, cartoon face just going, who could write this comic? And then just uh-huh. Tom Taylor and neon lights. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so Detective Comics, it's... Well, did you enjoy this? Did people cl- enjoy this issue, I guess? We'll answer that question. Okay. Um, we're not any closer to figuring this out. Like, uh, he's being really stingy with the details. It wouldn't surprise me if this is something that goes on through his run. Like, we don't get a clear ending by the time a thousand hits. Um, I, I think it'll set up Arkham Knight. I, I, I said I, that I, last time, but I think Arkham Knight is kind of the answer to this question. Yeah, but we won't know uh, who that is until the end of at least the next arc after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, no, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, the yeah. ending we get the the original Mister Miracle. Uh, when Batman goes to next, um, just lands in a bit of a cliffhanger there. So that's who we're who we're meeting next time. Um, no, I enjoyed this show well enough. I I, th- I I do think the art was probably the best of the three issues in this one. Um, yeah, because again, like Connor saying, the shadows. Yeah, it, it felt more consistent to me. Um, and I, I'm not as against the monster thing, even though like the first time we saw it, I was conceptually against it. At least here, I thought it looked good when it when it showed up. Yeah. But I mean. Clearly, that's not a. a, a I, and I did an like seeing opinion. all the different villains. I, Monkey dry, draws a really great Two Face, I think. Mm. So that was cool to see. Um, yeah. At the beginning, and then on all the creatures. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I think I came out of it feeling yeah, it was all right. It it didn't it wasn't set me up me well on fire or anything. I thought uh, that that section with Ducard in the middle was probably my least favorite section, which was probably the bulk of the issue. I, I liked it. I liked yeah. the catacombs. That was um, yeah, cool. that that bit wasn't really working for me. The start stuff with with uh, with Robin it was was cool, and then the stuff up on the mountain I liked. Um, great touch in the art is it when he when he gets up there. There's a guy with a sword stabbed through his neck with a hand holding onto it, just just a hand, and, and it's yeah. it's his hand that's there. So it's his own sword. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. a middle issue of an arc. So if you are feeling a little like the pacing is maybe hitting, um, yeah, it's it's the natural place that it's going to. Uh, really, but no, I can I can relate to this this one. Uh, so, what are you giving it, Matt? 
Oh, this is a 7.5. Connor? It's a 6. That's When I say, oh, it's all right, that's a 6. The Ginger Degrader. Someone named him that on the live stream this week. That is, that is a completely fair rating for something that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the Ginger Degrader sounds like a true crime podcast I need to listen to. <laughs> Um, I, I will uh, go with 7.5 as well. Uh, th- that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we'll move on to Superman issue 7. Um, so this is uh, Brian Michael Bendis, of course, writing. Uh, Ivan Reese and Brandon Peterson on the art. Ivan Reese does the stuff in present day at the start and the end, mm-hmm. but the story of John in space is uh, Brandon Peterson doing the art for that. Yeah, with, with a small fabric cameo in the middle. Yeah. What was so, that? A small, wasn't it, uh, fabric? Did didn't he do the last one? Uh, where, where they disappear? Oh, sure. Was, was that that page yeah. literally taken from? Yeah, they, they yeah. reuse that art again, which I like. It's it's like a TV show going back to a scene. Okay, you okay. Know? Like, so, um, yeah, so, so John showed up at the end of the last issue. So this is the issue where we start to find out what happened to him. And, um, I mean, this is the thing. Like, people were obviously against the idea of John being aged up. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it when they first revealed it. Uh, okay, I, I I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> and I, this is a, this is an example how something can be so fulfilling but also unfulfilling. Like, and that's not good nor bad. It's just mm. I was so excited to read this book, and then I got to the end, and I was like, "Well, I need more." Which that that's always been just yeah. Superman with me, right? I, well, cl- but also clearly, I think this is going to be an arc of at least a few issues explaining this story. Yeah, yeah, and I knew he was. We weren't going to get the full answer. Right straight away, just the the reason for the age up and the amount of time that's gone by. We're getting clear answers. I don't know if I like them. You know, there there was nothing so. in the writing for this issue that I didn't like. Like yeah. I, I I was kind of expecting like okay, am I going to be annoyed at you know jo- like, does John have a new personality because he's aged up? Has he become like kind of grim? And he actually has. If anything, he's more farm boy. He's, he's calling Superman Pa. Um, yeah. amongst other things uh, the, scene, you know, the scene where he takes him to see Lois and Lois like gets all flirty uh, and then like then he's like oh no John's here <laughs> in complete yeah in complete contrast to the scene in Heroes in Crisis right yes, yes. That, that, this is what we're talking about context where, where, where Clark shows up and she's in you know basically PJs she's wearing a, a, a long sleeve shirt and she thinks oh he's there to, to fool around and Oh no, our son's here. Yeah, and she gets all covered up and nice. Like it's a real fun little moment. Yeah, um, and I, I I did laugh out loud when she's like, "Is it those effing kryptonites again? What happened?" Yeah, <laughs> because Clark yeah. also well, suggested even... that it was kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "No, it's just time." And I like the the timey wimey elements of space. Yep, yep. Like we got that in, in Interstellar and whatnot. <laughs> As but... Interstellar taught us. Yeah, well, no, but that's. That that's the real science behind it. How gravity affects light. And time I know, and but you, you this was like two weeks ago. You yeah. said that in a show. As Interstellar taught us, time time works differently. It does. When you're so, near a black hole. Um, yeah. So that's a shirt right there. Uh, as we learned in Interstellar, that's a shirt. There we go. Um, um, no, so so John starts telling the story, and we see Lois, uh, who was there at the start of the trip. And oh. um, how did you feel about her having her own super suit? That's fine. I, I like it. Yeah, I was it, into it. It's a nice play on the past where, you know, she's worn super suits before. So, um, I I also like it as a symbol and what it what it gets into with her wearing mm. it 
around all these other aliens. Yeah, because they I all that was a nice touch. Because they all start, like, you know, asking for help and treating her like royalty and like staring at her. Mm-hmm. And she asks Jor-El, and he's like, "No, you're 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 wearing the the the, you know, the House of El symbol, like that. You're you're royalty to them. So, so you are too." And she's like, "No, no, no, no. You're married to Superman of Earth. Like that's why you're royalty, yeah. not because you're anything to do with and, me." And I like that Superman's legend has. It's gone out to the cosmos. Yeah, and people, you know, you know ask for help. It was all like Chance and Kerobin Lobo and some other things, but you know, some people ask for help, and John and and Jor-El go and like save like a, a race that are being you know enslaved yeah. by someone else. And um, Lois basically realizes she feels kind of useless, like she doesn't really need to be here. Um, yep. and she decides to go back home in a, in a shuttle, and. Right. That that's that's kind of fine, but the big cliffhanger at the end is is that John turns around and says, "Yeah, as soon as Mum left, that's when I got my first hint that uh, Grandpa's uh, kind of insane, and we have to do something about it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I like, like that. Okay, all right, let's go down this path, because mm-hmm. now it's starting to feel like the visit where he's been left with crazy grandfather. <laughs> Joe Ellis mm-hmm. gonna have him doing all sorts of shit. Which we kind of got in Man of Steel with them like hesitating to let him go and whatnot. Mm. Um, I did like that this. This is Unity Saga Part One, and that was hinted at with with um, Zod and mm. his whole dream of, of Unity and whatnot. So, um, what well, was Unity Saga? Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but it was Unity Saga. Like it was a second, the subtitle was because the yeah. first arc was called Unity Saga as well. This is Unity Saga yeah. colon something Part One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's. I just, I, I don't know if I like this. Him being seventeen, like. And seven years has passed for him, but only three weeks for Clark and Lois, which again is for the amount of, of Clark being like, I can't get in touch with my family. And it's only been three weeks, mm. you know, like, I don't know if I'm digging that. You know, I, like, like I said earlier, there's nothing actually in this issue that I don't like in terms of writing. Like, like yeah. if I don't like that John's aged up, it's purely just a conceptual thing. Cause I like young John. There's nothing in this issue mm-hmm. that goes, Oh, this Can doesn't I, feel right. No, this doesn't say feel something this. about the, the yeah. aging up is why now when we've only like all right Connor Kent's back we've got a teenage superboy um I'm, I'm sure I'm I, sure I mean we don't know yet we don't know why yet no I know it, it just feels weird to do like yeah. to we had them to be quite you know quite distinct from each other with the age gap now it's like mm. well hang on a second they're they're taking they're occupying the same space although amusingly Connor you did miss the reason why he's been you know the in terms of the, the oh. continuity why he's aged oh. up Oh, I know. I read an article on it in the week. Yeah, because... but you didn't hear how Matt explained it. Because as we learned in Interstellar, uh, when yeah. someone's near a black hole... <laughs> I that's, differently. that's a t-shirt right there. No. I said the same thing. This is what happens yeah. when Connell just leaves when we're talking about Superman yeah. and comes back. He so... misses the good moment. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's more important <laughs> yeah. to worry about, like getting the snooker on. Yeah. The, the audio listeners that even knew he was gone, they're just wondering, why, why is yeah. Peter repeating all this? Anyways... <laughs> I I I, tr- I try and not butt in too much because I don't want to just drag it down. So I go away and uh, don't listen. Like, so I'm, so I'm I, I feel like I'm I'm in between the two of you with with the because yeah we just got Connor back mm. and whatnot and they're occupying the same space or at least with Tim and Damien there isn't a bit of an age gap right like so at least a couple years between oh, the two of them yeah. you know um, yeah Tim's college no, days no. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's and Damien's what, 13, 14? Yeah. 14. So he's a good five so, years. So we'll say, uh, yeah, at the oldest, Tim's five years older than him. He's like 19, you know? So five, six years. 
Yeah. Right. I was say, Matt's, Matt's maths doesn't add up there. No. Well, I just, that's, that's what age you are. That's what age I was when I started college. But, you know, anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like Pete was saying, there's nothing conceptually wrong. I just, it's not sitting well with me. But there's, there's some know? stuff in here that's really, really at least, at least uh, what it's getting at and how it handles it, it seems good so far mm-hmm. is that the idea, how horrified Lois is that they've missed like five years of his life or seven years of his life yeah. even. I, like, I, I I have a question for you guys because mm-hmm. uh, there's there's been a lot of people like reacting to this obviously online, yeah. mm-hmm. and one of the prevailing reactions has been, "Oh, it's fine; it'll be back to normal by the end of the run." Now, I don't think so. For me, with with the explanation of the you know the the, the continuity, that doesn't seem like it's something you can just undo unless um, he's lying and it turns out that he's not really John Ken. Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. only that 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 was gonna be my only thing. Like if this comes out, but for Lois to hug him and go, "This is my boy," like yeah, she's crying her eyes be out because cheap because she's of, missed of Bendis to do yeah. So so taking it at face value, yeah. How would you go about undoing that? That would feel well, that wouldn't, wouldn't even feel even no. more cheap, right? The really the only other way to do this is if 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 it's mixy, right? Sure, like fifth dimensional magic shenanigans and whatnot i mean um, i guess it could be but i'm, I'm like but then again that that's cheap and i don't you could not like bendis for I, connor's here's, 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 here's and whatnot. Like, i don't want he's not to, cheap though i, I don't want to rec- i don't want them to retcon this if they're doing this and stick to it don't don't push it out you know at the end of the run no no I, I i'm not disputing that i'm not saying they shouldn't do it like you know i, I clearly i don't necessarily like the idea he's, it's a thought it, experiment. that's not to say they should just undo it yeah uh, it, i just that's been the saying, the common thing I've seen, and I just wanted to, to question, having not read it, if, if that was even realistically no, possible. There's, not, there's like, nothing in this book that made me think that. No, no because fair. for them to undo it would, would mean that John doesn't leave, and if John and Lois don't leave, they're there when Ruggles are attacks, right? Half this book just doesn't make any sense anymore, is what you're saying. And it's, yeah, it's it's kind of gone. Like, yeah. and I don't see, again, I don't find Bendis cheap like that. Like, every, every, read of, every run of his that I've read Stuff happens for a reason, and he plays very much by the rules he sets up. So for him to age up John, it, it sticks. Yeah. Unless there's, yeah, again, that's why Mixie Pidalek. Yeah, unless it's revealed that it's not really thing. him. It, yeah. This should stick, and it and I want them to make it stick, because as much as I don't necessarily... I wanted them to stay young for a while more, because I feel like, yeah, there's, there's plenty more to get out of them at that age. It's it's one of those double-edged swords. Is you want characters to progress and age, at, at least to some degree, right? But... You want to see that progression. You don't want to jump over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like, as much as I would have liked them to stay at the same age for a while longer, because we've only had them at this age for a couple of years, which I know sounds weird because you know age typically goes up one per year. <laughs> That's how age works. But comics are different. They move slower. As much as I would have liked them to stay younger, if they're doing it, stick to it. And at least so far, Lois being upset that she's missed part of his life, uh, Clark yeah. being upset that he's missed part of his life, and th- this idea of like this time has been stolen from them, and that playing into the themes of what the book is doing, so far I'm liking what it's hitting at with the emotions. Because if, if, if Bendis nails what this does to them as a family and what this feels like to miss this time, then it yeah. justifies what it's doing. Um, if it doesn't do that, and it's just he's aged up because other reasons later, I don't know. But so is he older than Kara now? How old's Kara supposed to be in the comics? At least nineteen. Because she's, like... she's still in school, though. Yeah, so... she's still in school. 
Oh, she was because I, I feel yeah, like why, she was why, older before. She felt older in the know. new Fifty Two, but I think they aged like it felt yeah. like they aged her down slightly. When, they, when they, 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 they did because they put her in school in National you're City. Right. Yeah, you said she's so, always nineteen. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's in high school yeah. earlier this run. No, no, you're <laughs> yeah. right. It felt like because I'm thinking they 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 must have aged her down slightly. She definitely felt older than that five years cause, before. Because like age and whatnot with the Superman family. I mean, Kara's technically older than Clark. Yeah, right? technically like, <laughs> because of all that. So, you know. I'm just I'm just looking for context within the Kryptonian stuff. Like it's not a deal breaker if John this is his age now because I'm sure they can do interesting things with him. Um, but to me, he's no longer Superboy, especially with Connor Kent around. I wonder. I wonder so, if he gets a new moniker then. I wonder if like yeah. Bendis's run will build him into a new persona as a superhero because yeah. if Connor Kent's Superboy and he feels too old to be Superboy, we can't mm-hmm. have two Superboys running around necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I but see, that's he... the thing with me with with Connor is always my Superboy. So no matter what age he is, it, it fits. Like it, yeah, because you can't. Like and and where do you go? Because he can't progress into Superman because right. You know, Superman's still around. Well, that's why I'm saying a, a new moniker, yeah. something new that Bendis has come up yeah. with that will that will yeah. build to. Which one does he to give keep. it to? Who does he does he give it to Connor? Hey. Or does he give it to John? I think John. Okay. Well, Nightwing's not being used right now, so that's a Kryptonian name. No. Uh, One no, of them Matt, becomes Nightwing. No, no, no. Dick Grayson's going to be back with Nightwing before too long, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you're talking about Dick Grayson. His name's Rick. <laughs> the times. I will fire you from this show. Just, just, you, you, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Rick Grayson, get out of here, that bullshit. Um, yeah. I thought that she was really good. Like this is the thing. As much as conceptually, yeah. I was worried about them aging him up. Nothing in this issue was like, oh, that doesn't feel right, or oh, that feels off. You know, Jor-El being psychotic and John wanting help to deal with them. Yeah. Um, the reaction of the parents, like him coming back and that they've missed time. All that stuff played really well for me. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, they also like fight the Dominators at one point, like in space, like because Jor-El's like, hey, uh, you know daughter-in-law um we basically saved earth and superman some effort because we stopped the dominators while they were on their way to earth <laughs> my son and his friends i love that that's how drill refers to the justice league my son and his friends i like the idea that it'll meet batman you know like oh you're my son's friend and just like refer yeah. to him as that <laughs> yeah. like we loved him being super that basically um her dad was ron swanson yeah and i kind of feel that Jorel's occupying the kind of same thing where he just calls him boy Mm. Uh, or son, he never calls him Clark or Cal, or even Superman. You know, yeah, that's uh, pretty funny. Uh, art's yeah, pretty... So what are you rating it, Pete? I was gonna say art's pretty good. Before we get yeah. to ratings, um, yeah. I think the the Reese stuff is better than the Peterson stuff, but that's not bad by any means. Uh, yeah. Some nice stuff in there. Um, he does make uh, John look extra young in yeah. those past scenes. Uh, that's really my only problem um, because he's supposed to be ten and he looks like six or seven. And some of those... That's a problem we've seen before, isn't Yeah, it? we've seen that yeah. come up a lot in Rebirth. As John's, so... you know, just depending on his drawing. <laughs> Maybe this is him aging up. Is See, I will say he's 17, but Pe- People can draw 14. 17 better than they can yeah. 10, apparently. Or at least more consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, I'm curious to see what the rest of this adventure is and what crazy crap Jor-El does in space mm-hmm. that will lead to this. Um, and yeah... So, uh, this is yeah. What are we rating this, Matt? We giving it? That's an eight point five. Like it's still really good. I just again, it was somehow fulfilling yet unfulfilling. <laughs> so, it's a conundrum. Yeah, I am going to give it. <laughs> Despite the fact that I said a little bit more positive, I'm going to give it a straight eight. Um, yeah, that was really good. 
Um, I am. I'm very. I'm very into what it's just, doing with all everything. Yeah, as a, as a whole, I'm loving Bendis on the Superman titles. Mm. I still love action just a little bit more. That's more my thing. Yeah, but that's fine. Superman just a step below it. It's not much. I'm really but... curious to see how Jor El kind of integrates when he realizes what's going on with Zod and Rogel Zar and all that stuff because yeah. he wasn't really involved I, with that. I almost see him occupying the Eradicator role, but on Clark's side, being mm. like, where the Eradicator is very much a, a machine. And this is how we do things efficiently. Whereas Jor-El looks at it kind of the same way, but like we have to handle it more delicately. Um, but I see them being copacetic yeah. about like, we need to maintain the memory of Krypton and more and more on the memory of Krypton later. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman number 62. G. Willow Wilson writing uh, Zermanico on the art. This is the end of the first arc of Wilson's run. Mm-hmm. So um, how did we feel about this arc as a whole now and this issue? Definitely not going places I thought it was, but I am enjoying Wilson on the character. I so am that's too. Positive. Interesting note: I, I saw we saw Ares without the helmet. Mm-hmm. He did kind of look a lot like Steve. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's consistent play. now. So, but it, but it hasn't been mentioned, which no. is weird. No. no one's reacted to it, so I don't think it is a thing. But no, I don't think I, it's. I a think thing, it's going to come into play later with them. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I, yeah so. I, I just thought it was interesting. Obviously, we, we spoke about how Aphrodite looked completely different between the two artists, but sure. Ares yeah. looks pretty consistent. Um, um, that said, we don't know how much I love the Rucker run, mm-hmm. and I feel this is throwing dirt on that a little bit uh, with some of the stuff with the gods and the mascara. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. In what sense? What do you, you think? So the, the whole idea was that she can't go home, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of banished for leaving. Uh, and that it may turn Themyscira into this idea. Uh, and, like, the gods being, like, they can't ever show themselves because of some certain things. So they would show up in different forms. Here, that's kind of all thrown out. And at the end, it kind of feels like... Not that Diana's going to go searching for Themyscira, but it's less of an idea than it was before. Uh, that doesn't kind bother me. That. I think Rooker's, like, the only one who's really... Taking that route of the the idea of the, the gods not showing up, right? Yeah, but it just seemed when you when you kick it off with rebirth, that's kind of the direction. I don't think that it, it goes. I don't think it was ever going to stick so, forever. What Rucker had set up there, I, I and, see. I don't. Go ahead. I, I don't think it ever was, Matt. I mean, you may have wanted it to, but I don't think it ever was. I just feel with consistency with the characters when you come in, you start like just throwing out that stuff, and I just feel like well, this is the there's thing, the Rucker Wonder Woman. I don't and then th- there's everyone else. I don't think it's thrown it out, though. I, I feel like it's clearly saying that something big changed, and that's why she's worried about Themyscira, because she's found that all the gods have been ostracized from there as well. Yeah, I think, right? I think it's notable that the gods don't really know exactly what's happened, right? right. They're just kind of yeah. like here. And they're like, well, I mean, we're in different forms to what we, we're used to. But the, the, yeah. there's been a change. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like there's been something right. that's caused this. So um, because there was an in-story change for it, which we're going to get to an explanation of, presumably down mm-hmm. the line, uh, it doesn't really bother. It doesn't feel like it's just throwing things out from the previous round. It feels like, no, no, something has well, changed. That's why I didn't say throwing out. I just yeah. feel like it's like, well, that's... We're we're not doing that type of story anymore. And then now I feel like, let's say Rucka ever does come back. You know what I mean? Like Then he I feel would like have he to ad- adapt to whatever the current yeah. continuity situation yeah. is, but like then, every other writer. And then it... Yeah, but then it goes and it, and it changes it. Like, I just feel there's a lot of flipping back and forth with Wonder Woman. That's always been my big problem with the character, is... It, it's like the Azarello run too. That mm. completely changed everything, and then 
That was very, very different. That was that was, and yeah. I love that run. Like I really oh, so love I. that run. But it's, it's very one of my different. Things in and... yeah. yeah. So and I'm okay with it just being like, okay, just... new run, new new direction. Yeah. I kind of just want a lot of consistency with 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 the gods and mythology in in the world. You know but, what I mean? This, is, this like, has might just been a continuity wonk. I think I it's, think it's getting in the though, way of his enjoying the issue like a little bit. <laughs> I I prefer the. Oh, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And also, if I'm gonna be a picky continuity thing, Rook is the one that was different by not having the gods show up. So everyone else is is just right. the normal default, and Rook is the weird one. So right, I wouldn't uh, give this shit mm. for having the gods i'm not i'm not giving it shit i'm just making an observation how it feels like i it's just flipping back and forth with with the wonder woman mythos if you will and like i would love for it to be consistent like batman like if they kept going back and forth with things in batman constantly changing but it's not it's why as much as i get irritated by certain aspects of batman gordon's always kind of consistent and alfred's consistent i just i like that so, I wish Wonder Woman was more like Batman. Matt, t- 2019. No, I did not say that. I did not say that. <laughs> um, it really felt like that's what you said. Yeah, I felt like that. No, I, 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 I really like this issue. I, I mean, I've liked this arc too. a lot, pretty much throughout. Um, this issue for me, you have to fight with Wonder Woman and Ares at the start. She defends the... Because the, the, the Prime Minister, or whatever his rank is, I don't know what they call it. In this yeah, Prime Minister. Was it Prime Minister? Um, he's like he's willing to like, just let Ares kill him in, in the name of you know protecting his, his country. Peace. And Wonder Woman's like, no, 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 you were elected to lead, not to sacrifice yourself, and she fights Ares, and I, this whole fight looks great, uh, there's some great panels in here, one of my favourite ones is actually, uh, right before the full page splash of like her like swiping her sword at him, uh, there's a panel at the top of the page before that, of just it's just like them really small in the distance of her jumping up, it's, you know, the big That's leap. probably the best panel of the issue, and yeah, you know, I, I was less keen on this art than the Nord, and I stand by that, I still prefer the, the Kerry Nord art, but this is still pretty good. That that panel in particular is kind of great. Um, I would say I like Zermico more than Kerry Nord, but I like both a lot. I mean, I still like this quite a lot, but Nord mm. is like one of my favorites. Yeah, whereas Matt was a bit more down on Nord. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's fine. And as, as I yeah. said, Nord's fine, but if I'm getting a regular Wonder Woman artist, I would love Zermanico. Like, yeah, I love the art in this one. So, you know... Uh, Aphrodite basically like, stops the fighting by stepping in and whispering something to, to Ares that we don't hear. And then even Wonder Woman and Steve are like, what just happened? Is it, well, Aphrodite clearly knows more things than she's letting on. Um, and that just like, so there's a mystery there as to, you know, what does she have on Ares or what do they have in their past? The power of love, Pete. <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, those, makes Ares one man weep, makes another one sing. Ares is like, take it back. Like, it's like yeah. he's offended. Yeah, but it makes him stop. It makes him completely drop what he's doing. I never yeah. loved you. You're the goddess of love. That's a lie. That's how Ares is responding. You love everybody. Yeah. I also, I liked in the fight as well uh, how Ares thinks he's, he's won because he's got the lasso. And then one was like, no, you don't know how to use the lasso. Yeah, what, what, no. that's one of my favorite bits in the in the writing is, you know, even, even a basic soldier knows not to pick up a weapon on the field that they don't know how to use. Yeah. You, you're, you're a god of war. You really should know better than that. Yeah, I like all that stuff. Obviously, there's a peace treaty. I kind of like that the Prime Minister tells Wonder Woman and all the gods to just kind of leave because as much as you had the noblest intentions, you brought this war here and you, you caused nothing but extra chaos. Let us fix this ourselves now. Like, we're, you know, we've signed peace treaties. It's time to heal. We can yeah, do this he's now. not wrong. 
Yeah, I, I understand why they're like, especially one woman who who thinks, no, we helped. I I helped. You know, we we mm, got yeah. this piece. Well, it's um, it's kind of anti-interventionist, which yeah. you know, like if and if you know about uh, Wilson, kind of through the internet and whatnot, it, it lines up with. Yeah, and it ma- it know. makes sense because because they also admit that it was their own mistake as well. They called in America yeah. to like supply extra things, and mm-hmm. it led yeah. it led to these gods. It led to Wonder Woman. It led to all these things. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. I love the uh, the ending as well, where it's basically Wonder Woman like has to be on her own because she because like she said last issue, she's had to deal with the fact that she can't go home again, but now she has to deal with the fact that there might not be a home to go back to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is Themyscira safe? Are the people there safe? She doesn't mm. know. Um, so we have this kind of beautiful final page of her mm. kind of comp. Uh, you know, she's asking for a sign to show that they're okay. And she doesn't really get anything. I, what I love about the art in that page is that you can tell from her expression that she just kind of looks disappointed mm. that there is no sign. Like yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. I think mm. what's interesting is, is Matt was assuming that maybe we were doing a, oh, can we get back to Themyscira story? Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that all the Amazons have left Themyscira along with the you gods. Think? And we see them in the uh, in the world Ooh. somewhere. Okay. And does that I lead think to uh, some new Themyscira set up where we just yeah. like, have a new island that's not yes, as mystical? Yes, but it won't be as, as protected and hidden. Yeah. It will I, just be their home. I can no, see no, I do like that. I didn't, I didn't think about that. I just thought, again, it, it's walled off from her. No, I'm, I'm just know. thinking if, if, if all the yeah. gods have had to leave their home, maybe, maybe the same happened well, to the Amazons. Yeah, well, yeah, what if what happened to Wonder Woman has basically happened to them? where they, they, Because they've left, they just can't go back again. Like Something made them leave. Yeah. And, Maybe we do get back there eventually, but at least now if it happens in story where they find a way back, it'll be yeah. all of them. So it won't just be like a, a cop-out to Wonder Woman not being able to go home. Well, and, and this is her encountering Amazons in the world. Yeah, yeah and, and I can see the idea of if they're all out and they have to yeah. set up a new Themyscira, so yeah. to speak, it'll be the idea of, you know, it's not the island Almost, that Matt... Yeah, it yeah Themyscirian refugees. Oh, Matt, your yeah. mic's gone. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, if they're refugees and they're immigrants, and then we deal with that side of it and... Um, that that seems again yeah. to take you know Matt was saying what what Wilson likes dealing with yeah that, yeah. that seems on topic well and again topic, yeah. I I feel if you try to wedge that into other characters it it doesn't work and it feels forced but it mm. very much works with Wonder Woman like this entire story of her because she's always kind of been like involved with the military in in every iteration so the fact like her being you know them telling her you know. We we need to solve this on our own. Like yes, yeah. you helped, but um, and then her and, and Ares at the end, where he's like, "Do we leave as enemies?" And she's like, "Well, we're not we, enemies, but we're not friends either." Yeah, yeah. And, and I she's feel not like gonna, that's. But she says she's not going to throw like a chance yeah. that you can redeem yourself under the bus just because she yeah. doesn't like him. Exactly, and again, that's yeah. that's one woman. Like she's compassion and. And all that other good stuff and empathy. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I really, despite the continuity and whatnot, I really love this issue. You know, uh, my own hangups. Yeah, that's no, really good. Uh, Wilson's runs off to a great start going by this arc. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, Matt, what are you giving it? No, that's a nine. I yeah. really enjoyed this. Carl, what are you giving it? Uh, eight point five. I'm gonna agree with the nine. I thought it was fantastic. So. Yeah. Uh, there you go. We'll move on to the Flash number sixty-two. Joshua Williamson writing, Christian Deuce on the art. Uh, well, I think it was. Did I double check that? I don't know yeah, no, Deuce. Yeah, it's Deuce. Okay. I, I read this this morning. That's the good. last thing I read. That's good. I, I wish I'd wish I'd read it earlier, but you know. Why is what does that mean? Yeah, yeah it, is that because he wished he'd got it out of the way and had something good afterwards, or is it because he was it was so good he wished he'd gotten more yeah, time? Yeah, I don't it? know. I don't know which way this is going. Yeah. I actually don't either. 
Yeah. What, what do you think, Connor? You know how I am with, with Williamson and the Flash. Yeah, well, Connor's been more muted than in, in, in the Flash recently, yeah. I think. Yeah, I know how I feel about this, but yeah. that doesn't mean it translates so, to how Matt feels. No, so this is my main issue with Williamson, is that one issue is so well-written and so well-paced, and then the next one is just info dump <laughs> upon info, info dump, and it just feels... I don't want to say lazy because I don't want to accuse Williamson of being lazy, mm-hmm. but I just feel like this might have been two issues worth of stuff that he crammed into one, and it's just it didn't flow very well. Okay. Uh, I can see yeah, that. I wish I'd read it earlier and not it, saved it. It, it, it didn't have the best dialogue at points either. No, I'd say I'd say it was more of a middle of the road issue of Flash for Williamson. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of you know part of his uh, run, but, but not one of his standards. So, still, still not as bad as the Shade stuff. Yeah, but it's I up there with that. the stuff that I haven't liked more recently. I, I so. want to say the point where Psych actually yells, Psych! Psych. Like, yeah. got ya. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is one of the worst also, dialogue in, in the entire run. If the object of this issue was to make us question Psych and his motives, it failed because I never... I was like, nah, you don't, you don't trust this dude. Yeah, yeah, Straight yeah. up. Never. Yeah. Never. Um, I'll tell you what I do like though. I like that Commander Cole's got a hover bag that he's riding around Central City yeah. as he's policing it. <laughs> Those yeah. few pages are probably the best of the book. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Matt might get into uh, the backstory for Gemini a little bit because they're basically uh, evil yeah. Indiana Jones figures yeah, who are I, looking for I relics. Like, <laughs> I wish they take off the stupid masks because those mm. masks look, look terrible. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I do like that, and I like their the quest for immortality. They're aware of all the forces. Makes yeah. them a nice foil for this, like. Plot-wise, this is fine. It's the psych explaining his origin and then yeah. super monologue. I just, as I'm reading it this morning, I'm just like, geez, man, this is this is why I can understand people not liking the Flash book right now. I, uh, I I like the kind of the ending of it when they come back out and like he tries to bullshit his way more and say, oh, I'm still working for Argus. This is my cover story, yeah. and Iris basically just shoots him down and. I like that Barry does immediately say, no, like, Gemini, I'm going to trust Iris. I don't give a shit. Even if you hadn't just yeah. betrayed me in there, I'm not going to not trust Iris here. Right. Uh, I, so I, I like that character beat just kind of for what it means. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I kind of agree, though. Too much exposition. Um, the, the, the main plot of the issue, after he's on the roof telling them stuff for about, you know, five pages, is that they're, they're going to Roulette's gambling casino, uh, as opposed to other casinos. I don't know. It was a weird... It was redundant. I, 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 yeah, I... Yes. I I do like seeing Roulette, though. Roulette is, like, oh, sure. one of my low-key favorite villains. She's got a great look with the dragon tattoo yeah. going up her leg and the sunglasses always. I, has she always had that cheek tattoo, though? Or is that something that Deuce has just added? I don't know. Because if you look... I don't remember on, well enough. I yeah. don't either. I think Matt so. went to see the girl with the dragon tattoo and was disappointed that it wasn't Roulette. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> Would have been better. Uh, um... Yeah, the Royal Flush Gang, and it's just all, you Which, know... I love that, too, because you guys recognize that Royal Flush Gang? A specific Royal that, Flush Gang? Yeah, that's the Royal Flush Gang from Batman Beyond. Oh, okay. And when I saw Ace talk, I got a little upset, because Ace doesn't talk. <laughs> like... I, um... No, I, I think what Matt said was actually right. I, I think the plot in this issue is actually perfectly fine. I like all the developments that happen plot-wise. Yeah, I like yeah. it in theory. Yeah. If if yeah. we just talk about what happened, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. actually reading it is kind of a chore. I, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's kind of the early to like middle sort of like half of it. If you know, like from from about page two through page like fourteen is is where you've got all this info dumping that yeah. that's kind of rough. 
It's uh, a large majority of the issue, but, isn't but, it? Barring, of course, the cutaway to uh, Commander Cold, who's... Which I... And I loved all that, too, because it looks like they end up in a trickster warehouse. Yeah, it looks like a trickster you know? uh, layer of Which some kind. Which he recognises. He's like, oh, no, this isn't meant to be happening yet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, I love that she's on the back of the hover bike as well, and they're, they're you know, Burns burn and uh, Cold are yeah. doing their Again, investigation. Williamson builds a great supporting cast. Like, we've seen yeah. this throughout, so the, that's not surprising. I do like Iris also going back up to Mockingbird. Yeah. Not, uh, Mockingbird? Mo- Magpie. Yeah. Magpie. Magpie. No, it's not the type of birds. But yeah, it goes to Magpie to, to find out about Psyche. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if I, like, the Strength Force is cool. I don't think I'm behind the Sage Force. I, it's still kind of a more. It's a bit more wishy-washy, doesn't it? Mm. I don't, yeah. Because, sure. like, if he's not an agent of Argus, did he build that helmet? Like, did the Sage Force tell him? You know, did it provide it for him? Like, kind of <laughs> like the Speed Force suit? Like, where did this come from? That he you know? probably stole it from someone. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff there that I like the questions that are being there, but again, all that exposition out of him, and I just I don't like him as a character. Yeah, like, yeah. you get weaker issues once in a while. That's yeah, and, and obviously, you know, I'm I'm still not feeling the Gemini's. Well, on the upside, Cara, we're now like four issues into this arc, so you you probably only have maybe one or two of them left. <laughs> I I hope so. My concern is that the Gemini's have powers now. Are they going to be a recurring villain? Yeah, I hope. We'll I see. hope not. We'll see. Uh, but I mean, this arc should end just before the crossover, actually, because yeah. I imagine. So, yeah. um, but yeah. All right, what are you giving it, Matt? What are you, what are you giving? It's a six point five. Connor. Uh, it's a five. I'll split. I'll call it a six. I'll split the difference. Like, I didn't hate it. Like as much as I agree with all these complaints, yeah. I thought the plot beats were fine. It was just a bit overwritten and yeah, it's why you know uh, I don't hate it either. The art's yeah. fine throughout. Like you know, it's it's not stand out, but it's solid. Mm. Um, and like I say, we're talking about all the plot developments. There's nothing wrong with any mm-hmm. of it. It's just not the best mm. rip. I mean, yeah, because we had those shade issues we didn't like way back in like the teens. So it, it, yeah. the best stuff still came after that. So there's, there's no reason to be yeah. concerned going forward. It's just... oh, oh, I'm definitely not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling this arc, but this run has had that for me where it's been a bit up yeah. and down. I wasn't feeling the negative flash stuff. Um, and I'm not really feeling this one. But, you know, all that stuff in between. Yeah, I was I was really into. Well, there's yeah. a hundred issue run. If he, if he has, you know three or four clunkers throughout than yeah, yeah, the other okay. world. It's going to happen. John's did too. Because yeah. I, I, last year I went back and read his Flash run and there's some issues you're like, oh, jeez. Good thing you became a better writer, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed a bit harsh, but all right. Yeah. Uh, so that'll take us on to Supergirl number 26. Mark and Draco uh, writing this. Kevin Maguire on the art. Uh, Supergirl was taken captive um, mm-hmm. at the end of last issue. Uh, fighting Splice. And the weird, you know, I really need to go and read Omega Men because I feel like now between this and Green Lanterns, like diving into some of Omega Men stuff, I'm like, yeah. damn, I need to go and read this. So I'm going to guess you thoroughly enjoyed this issue because you like this kind of hard sci-fi stuff a little bit more, right? Um, I mean, I enjoy, I, I would, I'd probably, it admittedly may be my least favorite of this run so far, but okay. I still enjoyed it a lot. Okay, we're, we're on the same page then because I, yeah. we got to some of this, the, what's, what's the villain's name? I want to call How him Barry Mc... Holcomb. Harry Holcomb. Harry Holcomb, yeah. He feels straight out of, like, um, Hydra. Like, <laughs> you know, actually. like, he feels like, like, uh, what's his name? Who was the villain in Civil War? Zemo. He feels like Baron Zemo feels like in the Zemo. comics. Yeah. I was like, getting more collector vibes from him, but yeah, that's okay. 
I just mean like his look and aesthetic. Oh, sure. Okay. You know, and, and whatnot. Um, and just a lot of this stuff, it was the heavy sci-fi. And I, it's not my bag. Like, I, again, a lot like Superman, there's, there's nothing wrong. I just, it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, that's so, fair. I, I think it was just a case of like, it, it, this issue has to introduce so many like concepts we've not dealt with before. Yeah. The Omega Man, the men, the uh, Citadel, this war mm-hmm. that's going on. The Omega Men themselves show up towards the end. And then yeah. they find some of their, their captive like teammates there as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like in here that they're setting up that I think will play better next issue and the issue after now that we've set it up. Yeah. But it took less it took more time away from Supergirl and uh what's his face, the the Kaloon that we've, yeah. we've had with the crypto. Because they get they get grabbed as well, technically, and someone offers them passage. Uh yeah. and uh the, the I'm betting are... it's the Omega Men based off of the, the typeface. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's someone, someone in there, but uh, I did like that stuff with him and Crypto. Yeah, like, so it's only a couple yeah, we, of pages, but yeah. It's, yeah, we have to go fine. in right, and Crypto starts growling and whatnot. Like it was, that was nice. I liked uh, uh, the guards are so rough with Supergirl. They, they throw her head yeah. intentionally into a wall for a joke and just kind of yeah. laugh about it. And Kara's like, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I like too. It shows that she's versatile and that she knows like I'm so far from Yellow Sun, but if I can get you know, a blast of radiation from Splice because Splice has over. solar yeah. blasts, so she kind of absorbs yeah. some of his energy. Tamaranian. Yeah. So, and uh, then I like the I like any time that a hero manipulates a villain into beating them up for a purpose. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's like to snatch a key or to do something like. Uh, and, and Kara does that well here with Splice. Yeah. To, and to and she's helping like other alien prisoners who have mm-hmm. been held, you know, unjustly. So she's doing more yeah. heroic things. So like, nah, I mean, and the art's good as well. It's the art's consistent with yeah. what it's been. Uh, yeah, so it's McGuire. Like yeah. the, the like you. This one really takes advantage of the expressions because we get a lot of Kara, uh, kind of inner monologue and whatnot. Uh, and uh, but I do like that all of a sudden with Bendis, it seems like Krypton has never felt more important. Mm. Like since Bendis took over the the Superman books, um, yeah, we Hulk, get a lot Hulk, lot here with Krypton. Yeah, Holcomb's uh, wanting Kara's cells. He wants to grow his own Kryptonians so he can build an army. Yeah. So, so you know, crazy, crazy. Which I like it still. Like yeah, we've seen Mazad, like him setting up that outpost and whatnot. Um, and Kryptonians are still far and few between. So. Um, also, we, we forgot to mention Superman. They brought up Daxum. Um, that that Daxum and the Cuns are mm. are like going into the smaller planets and like taking them out over. And we know that Daxum was an offshoot of Krypton. Yeah. So well, I wonder I if that's going to come into play later. Yeah, that'll be something that probably plays more in Superman though than this. Well, no, I know, but yeah. I just with with this reminded me because he okay, wants yeah. to grow an army of Kryptonians. So. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the Omega Men are cool enough. Like it was cool seeing that character that we got to see in Green Lanterns. Yeah, scraps. I forget her name right now. Scraps. Yeah, it was scraps. Yeah, because I remembered. Oh, which one was when Green Lanterns? I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it was her. <laughs> that was yeah. the one. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Just, it was an okay issue, but I'm, I'm glad. I thought you would have enjoyed this a little bit more than me because it is that harder sci-fi. Yeah, that I, 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 I think it's good. It's just it introduces so many elements of this Omega, mm-hmm. Omega Men stuff that I'm I'm not yeah. as familiar with. That it just it takes too much time away from like having Supergirl because most of the issues so far have been really focused narrowly on Supergirl and yeah. what she's doing at all times almost. So um, it's probably my least favorite issue the run so far. But much like I said with Flash, or this is a better issue than that. I have no concerns because I had yeah. slightly less fun with this one. Yeah, and Draco still I know what his path is, and this is a little sidetrack on yeah. that path. 
Because it wouldn't surprise. Oh no, that's not who grabbed the um, grabbed the Kaluan. It was that that icicle looking lady, um, from from the the five. Um, I can't remember their names, but they're the ones that that were introduced in Man of Steel. The ones that Rogels are had to deal with. Oh right, okay. Alpha Aliapsa. Ah, uh, one of that's... the the Illuminati uh, group. Yeah. Circle, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was her that grabbed them. Uh, and said like, "Hey, you're gonna need need our help, even though you're thorn on our side." Um, but yeah, I, I'm wondering if 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 Harry Holcomb has something to do with um, with Rogel's are, and that that's why, you know, because if he's this genetic kind of, we don't know what he is, and he's uber powerful. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. But yeah, runs yeah. trucking along. Um, yeah. So solid enough, even if uh, it's maybe a little stuffed with extra things compared to normal. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what are you giving it, Matt? Yeah, it's a seven point five. It's still enjoyable, little little downbeat, but yeah. Yeah, I'll probably go with a straight seven. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but least favorite mm-hmm. issue of the run so far, but uh, by no means yeah. bad. Um, so yeah, um, next issue might be similar because we'll probably deal with the end of all this Omega Man stuff, um, and then mm-hmm. go from there. But it's, yeah. it's good. Uh, so that takes on to Justice League Dark issue seven, James Tynion the fourth, writing with Alvaro Martinez back on art. And uh, this issue is a very very Tales from the Crypt esque issue where Man Bat is basically reading out some stories that have happened recently with the team, uh, talking about the other kind, and where they've been popping up. So, um, yes. so we brought up when this first started, and the Upside Down Man was very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Um. Tynan just showed his hands. Connor, you're still on mute, bud. Oh, the car um, trying to talk it didn't work? Oh, man, yeah. that's the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> the but, ginger uh, is experiencing technical difficulties and he'll be back momentarily. Is it working? There you go. Yeah, there you go, bud. <laughs> okay, uh, I wasn't I wasn't even on mute. It, it, it helps just... on Skype now, too. It lets you know when someone's muted. So you still have the mute icon next to your... I had a problem on the sound as well, then. Gotcha. Um, I wasn't hearing things at the end. But, but yeah, so I was saying Lovecraftian, and then you popped in. So what were you? Yeah, I was saying the the uh, the narration. Like well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not quite narration. Uh, it's it yeah. is dialogue from Mamba. But feels but like, like a Lovecraft story. Yeah, like this idea that the evil is thoughts, and it's it's a cursed object that. I, I, I don't even mean just in terms of the 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 themes and ideas. I mean in terms of the the actual writing style. So. So this is where I'm a bit of a fraud. I've never actually read Lovecraft like actual stories. Like oh, I've read synopses. Uh, I've read some. Yeah. So I you could probably speak to that better than I can. I just know from when something feels Lovecrafty and it's this this just out of sight evil horror and it's well, not what's yeah. being shown. It's what's not being shown. It's the other thing as well here is that this idea is Lovecrafty and it's also very Freddy Krueger actually. Yeah? Is the idea that the more people who know the other kind exist and the more people who are scared of them the harder it's going to be to get rid of them because they're probably Yeah, grows. the more powerful they become. With, uh, what, yeah. what, what I was referring to in terms of the writing style is the way it's this first person telling oh. the story gotcha. uh, style. That was that's very Lovecraft. Yeah, I was wondering if, if it was going to reveal at the end who Man Bat was talking to, but he never really was talking to anyone. He was just... <laughs> it was just yeah, it was... He was the omniscient narrator. Yeah. You know? He's sitting with uh, his journal... I, I was actually wondering, does he know that the Upside Down Man's there and he's no. kinda, he's cracked and he's no, talking? No, I don't think he does. Um, no. And wait, he jumped to the ending. 
Upside down, there was a whole time he's there. He's in the background. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. It's not what the issue is about. No. Uh, but so I brought this up on Twitter as soon as I read this. When we were talking about this book a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know, it had a rotating cast throughout the New 52, and this character shows up, and this. And then we get some of those characters sprinkled throughout. And I'm like, yeah. damn it, Tynan, you get me. Like, this is, this I, is great. I love that this is uh, introducing different members of the other kind. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's the main thing I want to get to, because we get like three or four stories here, some of them shorter than others. Yeah. Um, and it, what I like about it is not only is it introducing different other kind of members, each one's got a different member of the team uh, who's there to investigate yeah. it. One or two of them will be there. The first one's mm-hmm. Zatanna, it's this, you know, this like S&M, but, you know, it's demonic and they're giving their souls up for their... Demonic hostile, yeah, if, if you will. If you want yeah. to call it that. Um, and the the, 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 the the other kind we get here is like a a green glowing like shell of a oh. human and then inside the green glowing kind of like shell is just random like organs and body parts all just kind of in yeah a it's soup. not just like, there's teeth in there there's eyeballs there's all yeah. sorts yeah it's called, uh, it's called the soup the soup yeah Which, i get oh. it yeah yeah it's like a soup a soup made, made of body parts and, and organs and shit and who's the dad was talking to that was meant to be like that's lucifer yeah that's the, lucifer right the, the place is called morning star right so Lucifer, is that the same one that's the Vertigo series that they turned into a TV sure. show? Because uh, he was a it, private detective. This guy didn't seem like that. Yeah, uh, this doesn't feel like the Lucifer okay. from what I've read in Sadman, okay. but I mean, I haven't read any okay. of the books yet, so gotcha. maybe. Yeah, but okay. uh, so he ends up like flooding the place with his soup because uh, Matt yeah. Matt complains about you know getting getting the, the stench off his shoes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. There's an I Vampire story where Swamp Thing and Chimp Which, go and like help investigate. I never thought we'd see Andrew Bennett again, mm. and the fact that he showed up here. Do you know what? I, I'm really glad they pointed out it was I Vampire because I didn't know his name. Yeah. Which I <laughs> love. I love Detective Chimp going, yeah, I Vampire, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm okay. not gonna call you that. That's a stupid yeah. <laughs> one. The other kind here, again. All of these designs impress me because every single one is is messed up. Every single one is yeah. just in a different way. Is is just dark and like. Like Lovecraftian enough, I guess. Just not, I don't it want to overuse that word. The but. stuff of nightmares. It's like you know where where nightmares have a different, like they have different rules in in reality, and it's just correct enough where it might feel real. You it's, know, yeah, it, it's just enough that your brain accepts it. Yeah, yeah. So so this one, I was I was just going back a few pages to get the name because the the title. Yeah, the conjoined. The conjoined. Yeah. The conjoined. Uh, this is basically. Once you have seen this like massive body parts that are all kind of like joined together, and when we say like joined together, it's, it's I want to compare it to a movie, but it would be spoiling the movie, so I won't. Um, but it's like all the maybe I'll compare it to the thing. Like think of like body yeah, parts and the thing all kind of coming together. Um, yeah. the idea being that once you have laid your eyes in this, like Andrew Bennett does here, because you know it's the idea. If you didn't see it, you'd be safer. But once you know it exists, you feel like it's pulling you in to to join it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Part of again the lovecraftian like it's not what you know it's what you don't know yeah. uh, and that's what saves you you know the more you know in lovecraft the more in danger you are yeah um so that was really cool and then the the, the, the next one was the offspring and this was uh frankenstein oh. the shade were there which, yeah, which i'm always down for getting getting frank are. and the agent sat back it, yeah of course you are so yeah. i almost yeah. called them the howling commanders which is what marvel completely ripped off um a couple feel, years ago. Yeah, yeah. They they feel a lot like the uh the BPRD in terms of you yeah, know. Yeah, well that, 
That's oh, what no, I That's what they always made me think of, though. I mean, having yeah. never yeah. read any BPRD, they always made me think of the BPRD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Frankenstein's their their Hellboy, and yeah, yeah. There's a really great series from the New Fifty Two, Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade. That, oh, that, that was this, that was a blast. Yeah, that was yeah. Lemire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't read that, guys, go go and check that the out. The New Fifty Two definitely had some underlooked gems. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so. They go onto this, and I think the the name of the submarine has a Lovecraft name too. Oh, that's a little noise. USS Miskatonic. Miskatonic. Yeah. Joe, which is Miskatonic University is a big thing throughout yeah. Lovecraft. Oh, cool. Um, Joe, Joe, really, I thought it was pretty, I, I do think the design of the offspring is probably my least favorite of the bunch, and that they feel a little bit uh, just like, oh, remember the alien chestbuster? <laughs> it's kind of that. Yeah, yeah but they've got more bodies than that. Like yeah. they're little baby bodies sort yeah. of thing. The thing bodies. that gets me is is their host body that they come out of is it gives me the creeps just looking at it. Well, Joe, jo, like, this it feels like the opposite to the last one in the sense that the last one every, everyone comes together to join it. This is more of an infestation that spreads because eventually yeah. they, they basically nuke the the the, the, yeah. the submarine is. Yeah. Uh, with Frankenstein left on it. When they're kind of inside frank's head mm-hmm. yeah like uh, and, you know there's just an arm on the floor then just gnawing into like that stuff all looks great yeah this is yeah. probably the most conventional one and it just feels like okay yeah the creature looks different but it just feels like mm-hmm. a sort of you know a horde of things eating something yeah you know yeah um what was funny i actually thought there was a mistake in the art at one point and it wasn't i just had to like look at the page again to see what they were doing it's the page where it's counting down to the bomb going off and it kind of makes the panels into numbers i thought there was yeah. these weird black boxes it was the uh the, the, oh, the six right. yeah, specifically the, the six five yeah and i thought what's this black box in the middle is that a mistake and then i, I looked at the next one and i pulled back and went, oh no it's the numbers <laughs> okay that's fine uh were you reading this panel by panel no no i was looking at the whole i just but i focused oh, okay. on panel to panel Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Just the way you said pulled back then, I was wondering if you were reading it. No, I just sort of look at it as a whole and oh. then realise, oh, it's numbers counting down. Because they are obviously very weirdly shaped numbers because they're still meant to be kind of boxes. Yeah, I think the most distinct one is like the three or yeah. maybe the four. Yeah. Five struggles because, it, because of where it has one of the speech boxes. So so I just went back and looked through it with the guided view. Mm-hmm. And it looks super cool. When you swipe, it is feels it, like uh, animated. Because it's counting yeah. down, yeah. So yeah. well done. I didn't even notice that until now because I was reading it at lunch. Uh, yeah. So just trying to get through it, but uh, yeah. So um, I, I, thought, I actually thought that was a mistake, and there was just weird black splotches for no reason, and then it was like, oh no, it's intentional because it's well, not once just... you get it, it's like no, it's a it's a cool little yeah, thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, the man bat finds a note that leads to the idea that. Zatar is actually somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he could come back. That he's, um, he's strolling to fight back. Am I yeah. the only one who read the whole note? <laughs> no, it's all I written didn't there too. backwards. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I, I tried, I did and I was like, you know what? I don't care. No, I hate doing this. I'm not doing it. See here, the other place. Home yeah. of the great and terrible monster that infects our world as the magicians trapped inside seek desperately to, to escape, escape. Jo- so who can escape the tendrils of the rip, the yeah. rip. The, the, yeah i read the rip yeah so here's the thing oh. 
I this doesn't work for this because it's a note, but I kind of wish that for the backwards speak they just did what they do with other languages. Just put the little arrows next to it and say this is translated from backwards. No, no, that loses some of it. No, because I like that. That's such a Zatanna is to read the the backwards. When there's too much of it, I hate yeah. it. I hate reading when, it. So in in countdown, we got the evil version of Zatanna, but instead of saying things backwards, she stupidly said them upside down. So they would just print the words upside down, and that's why countdown was terrible. Was <laughs> how do, stuff how do like you? That. I mean, how do you say something upside down? I don't know, Connor. It was she was the Earth three version of Zatanna. Hey, Connor, uh, the upside mm-hmm. down man does it okay. <laughs> I had you. Know I was waiting for that. <laughs> oh dear. But anyways, so the rip. Um, it's it's Sargon. Yeah, uh, Sargon. That's a cool it. thing to see. Well, I'm looking up Sargon because I know he's a Golden Age character. Yeah, I don't know uh, much about Sargon. Uh, yeah, he's popped uh, up in a few stories I've read here or there. Um, okay. But I've never seen him as a, a major thing. Yeah, so... Yeah, but he's, he's, he takes his gem off and they, they kind of throw it into like the, the portal uh, and it ends up with Man Bat, basically. Um, yeah, uh, Zatara kind of casts a spell on it to, you know, find find Zatanna yeah. and kind of let her know the answers that she needs to, to fight this. Yeah, so Man, Man Bat sees it and he's kind of freaking out. And this is, this is when we get that great panel of the Upside Down Man walking in the room behind mm-hmm. him. Uh, really, really good. Uh, so, yeah. I um, I love that that final panel where, where he's, he's doing the shushing fingers behind, mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. Man Bat. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell Zatara about this in the morning, but I need to go to sleep. So we have yeah. like, the, the last couple of panels after he turns off the light. It's just it's the sound effects of the steps and the, the ceiling. And the clack, clack, clack of the typing. Yeah, yeah I thought. Yeah, that, that's what I thought the yeah. clack, clack, clack was. Was the He's writing something on the typewriter. Yeah, because oh. he's the one that's filling in all the stories. Because Man Bat's like, I don't know who wrote this. Like, how is this possible? And then we come yeah. to find out. Oh, that makes end. more sense. I thought it was so the first steps. That makes more sense. Yeah. Which is kind of terrifying that. He's writing enough to let them know, yeah, to make them afraid, right? Yeah, yeah he so wants like, to spread the, the, the stories. Yeah, well, that's because the, yeah. the first few he did, he did know when he wrote, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah once like, he gets to the like, last well, no, one, he's like, on. I didn't write this one. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to know about it to be afraid of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Really good. Um, yeah. I think this is the best issue of the book so far. Um, by mm-hmm. honestly a mile. My only critique is that I think the first couple of pages are far too overwritten. Uh, the, the first yeah, man bat pages. I, I felt like he could have set up the whole thing where he's like, hey, we've been dealing with all these cases. Do you want to hear about it? He, he could have said everything that needed yeah. to be said in those three pages in like three panels. I, I agree you could have done, but I got really into the actual, uh, the flow of the dialogue of it. Uh, I don't think I did. I think it was just too wordy those first couple of pages. I think I think it, it's that striking the the Lovecraft introduction style of, of how he starts his stories really worked for me to get me in that frame of mind immediately. But, I, I do like the, the premise of him sitting telling these stories. I do like that as a framing device, and I do like all the monsters that are introduced and the ending. All um, of this stuff is really good. Um, Lords of Order next time. Th- th- this is back to the, the straight-up horror that I liked about this book in the first few issues. Um, so we got Darkest Hour out of the way. Um, we got that two-parter in the, uh, the, the mirror out of the way. I'm assuming you meant Witching Hour. What did I say? Darkest Hour. Like Witching Hour, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There was no Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> might have made the book better, though. Like. <laughs> might have been. Uh, but this is back to what I like about the book, and I actually think it's the best issue yet. So, uh, mm-hmm. And the art's fantastic from uh, Alvarez. Uh, very good. 
Yeah. Very yeah. good. Or, not Alvarez. I just combined his first and last name there. Uh, Martinez. Al- Alvaro Martinez. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I really like the horror stuff here. I like the, the, the other kind yeah. and the designs and how I, they're revealed. I, I do appreciate how, how self-aware the book is. You know, we mentioned all the Lovecraft and there's, you know, there's actual references. Mm. You mentioned Tales from the Crypt. The title is Tales from the Other Kind. Mm-hmm. Um, of the issue so it's it's very aware of what it's doing it's not trying to you know piggyback on that it's like no no, no. these are intentional things and man bat is the one who looks the closest to the crypt keeper yeah well it's what really set me is is different artists draw the bat face differently and he drew him with the big open nostrils yeah, yeah. which is very reminiscent of the crypt keeper so could that's definitely by design no nah, so very 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 good so matt what are you giving it Oh, so this was an 8.5. Really enjoyed this one. I'm, I'm going up there with a 10 for this. I loved it. Whoa, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 9. So I guess I'm in the middle. But obviously nine's still yeah. a great score. Yeah. Um, yeah. A 10 on Connor's score is like... It has to crap. go above and beyond to do everything. It, it's it's, it's basically... Connor giving it a 10 is basically him saying it should be on a list of the top 10 issues of all time. Um, so... All I'm saying is this will be something I want to come back to at the end of the year. So, should I remember that this was this year? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> note it down. Sorry, so, journal. Note it down. So, so Connor, have you read the Helmet of Fate series? Because I know you love Dr. Fate. Helmet of Fate? No, I've not read that one. Okay. Because I've been working my way through uh, a lot of you know classic Fate stuff. Because that, that, that was the modern, the, the most modern um, Sargon shows up in there. It's a little right. bit different than the Sargon, so this is the original Sargon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I'd ask. That'll take us on to the Batman Who Laughs number two, Scott Snyder writing Jock on the art. So we ended the last one with the cliffhanger of Joker killing himself and infecting Batman with the Joker toxin that'll turn him into another Batman Who Laughs. And they kind of get around it a little bit here. I, I don't know if you can sell this a cop out that. We cut to Batman and he's got like 50 needles in his body with all these anti serums. It's very temporary though, isn't it? Because it, it's yeah. still coming out every so often. It is, yeah. yeah. They've kind of turned it into uh, almost what Joker Dr. was Jekyll, going through. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, no, I was going to say almost what Joker was going through in White Knight. It almost feels like just that again. Yeah, uh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So that's there. I mean, we're not going to fix it. I mean, I still call bullshit in the cliffhanger a little bit, though, because the cliffhanger didn't feel... Because the cliffhanger made it feel like it was just done. Like, that's it. He's already yeah. turned. Sure. But, I mean, it's a comic cliffhanger, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It's, I must say it's the only thing well, that's guilty of it, but, yeah. But yeah. that's what Snyder does, though, because we had the same issue with, with All-Star. Yeah. Remember? Mm. So this is what he does, and... Is you got to take the bad with the good because there, there's some stuff in here that I like. Oh, yeah. You know, about all the different Bruce Waynes that keep popping up. There's like, a lot in here. Like, I love that idea oh, when he plays Bullock and, and Gordon's just immediately like that. That's, the, thing, That's right. the one I have an issue with because I know that, that Bruce has different personas, but him being able to, like, that's Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah. Like, after him that- to be Harvey. I'm not buying. Well, it's, it's not even so much, like if it was Harvey in the distance or something that fine, but he's yeah. in a, in a, standing next to Gordon having a conversation. I don't know if I've ever bought Batman can disguise like this. Uh, yeah. I wonder if 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 that's kind of the idea that he's not good enough really to do this while he's do, while he's being in jail. No, yeah, because the, the, the implication I got was that he normally is good enough to do this. It's just because he's yeah. affected by the Joker uh, toxin that he's he's struggling. See, uh, I just enough. took it as a Gordon. 
Gordon knows. Like, and he's like, uh, normally you'd be able to get me, but yeah, um, I, I, I on that leave. Normally he wouldn't do this because he'd have the sense not to, but because of the yeah. joke stuff, he's That's... kind of just done done it. Yeah, yeah, but I still don't buy the fact, like, because when the other patrolmen come, they go, "Oh, I thought you were on leave, Officer Bullock." Like, I, yeah. I just. Yeah. yeah, keep the hat down. It's hard to swallow. It's one of those Snyder things that yeah. just feels like kind of kind of. There's a couple of things in here like that that made me feel like, uh, really. It was Joe that is Joe the thing that made me roll my eyes the most in this book. Mm-hmm. It was the the name of the thing that was set in place and like like a hundred years ago when the plague. Mm-hmm. Like, the last laugh. The, yeah, they called the thing the last laugh, and I'm like, why? Why did the families of Gotham call it the last laugh? Well, I mean, he says, yeah, because it's, it's you know they're getting the last laugh, right? That is Fine, contrived as no, it's contrived as shit. Yeah. So it sounds like a Joker thing. I'm, I'm calling yeah. bullshit in this. Well, and, and if we were still playing off the fact that Joker's this immortal being, right? That's always been in Gotham, but he doesn't touch on that. Like we've never had a follow up. Oh, good. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I know. <laughs> so then, why bring it back up here by calling it the last laugh and the final families? Because I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think it was meant to be referencing that at all. Them calling it the last laugh was in you know the idea of you know we'll get the last laugh and that and then it's 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 happy coincidence it's mutated into a Joker reference. Happy coincidence is my arse. Mm. Contrived. It's, a, it's a, like. a, a because I also the Batman who laughs is everything I hate about Batman and I don't know if that's on purpose, but like. <laughs> The fact that he outthinks our Bruce and and utilizes the last laugh before he can and, and weapons it, weaponizes it, like, uh, it's very frustrating for me uh, on this because, again, Batman who laughs is everything I hate about Batman. Yeah. Also, worth mentioning, Joker's not... Act- I, I do feel like that's meant to be a little bit intentional. Hold you know, on. But- I, I just want to mention, Joker's not actually dead. Because I know some people listen to this show who don't actually read the comics yet. They, they listen to this and le- read the yeah. translator. I think it's worth mentioning that Joker's not actually dead. Alfred's keeping him alive. He's like in a coma on the operating table. And the yeah. one thing I like, though, is that he... When they go back to the cave and um, he's he's gotten all the, you know, basically the blood out of his lungs and whatnot. And he goes, oh, no, that's just a gar- like a gargle. He does a little you know? laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so people know they're alive. But Joker's is like that much creepier like i give credit to jock on that and, and cider on the pacing of it right but like that was just utterly creepy yeah. I, I i like the laughs. idea that alfred's like do we really have to save him i mean yeah come on it's not a big deal if we just let him go i mean it's, it's not a bad right. idea uh, um, but bruce is not having any of it which which again i like as well which yeah Joe, i like that as well what bothered me though is that in the other scene he threatens to kill batman who laughs and batman who laughs goes Oh, it's a loophole because I'm technically you, and I'm like, I don't know, doesn't feel yeah, right. I'll give you that one. No, because I feel like like I I appreciate the fact that Batman doesn't kill. That's like mm-hmm. one of his things. But I feel like if if they ever are going to do it, it needs to be like when he shot Darkseid in in Final Crisis, right? Like it needs to mean something. As opposed to other versions that we've seen, you know, that are just, my problem you know? with the threat is, is I, I can I don't mind the threat itself. Him saying, if you know, if you mm-hmm. do this, I'll kill you. Right? I have no problem with Batman saying that under a, a lot of reasons. One, it's not real. He's just bluffing. Right? It's That's an fine. Threat. Yeah. Uh, two, um, the thing is so severe that he's actually thinking that this might push him over the edge. And I mean, I don't know if this story's at that point yet. But if if the story was warranting that, like, he's at that breaking point where uh, it might push yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. This story's not there yet, but oh. it could. Right. You know, every story has the potential to but do that. The Batman who laughs turning around saying, "Oh, I guess it's a loophole because I'm technically you, so yeah. you're not killing someone else." I'm like, "Nah, 
Bill Shirt. I, I, I would maybe hesitate to say that our Bruce does think it's just an empty threat. You know, we're, we're, like we're saying. Sure, yeah, no. And, I, I and agree. Batman who laughs is like, oh, is that how you're going to get around? Like taunting him, like going, go on then, I dare you. Yeah, it just, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because it felt like that was, like, what, what Batman who laughs said was the thing that was going to come across to most people. Um, yeah, although I don't, I, I get what what you mean there. But I yeah. don't think that was how it was intended. From from no. if it's an empty threat, then great. I, I don't mind it being an empty threat. Batman's meant to be scary, and part of being scary is threatening to kill people. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the whole thing that's happening. I, so I like one of the things that I did like a lot actually is that there's another Bruce Wayne who falls out the sky and dies, and this one was mm-hmm. the mayor. He's got a beard and all these things, right? And they're looking into him, and Bruce as mm-hmm. Bullock is like investigating and seeing all these things. I do like the idea that the reason why I fell at the sky because there was no buildings that high here is because on his earth where he came from he was like up high in a blimp in a blimp yeah is, is what he theorizes and mm-hmm. he just fell at the sky because that's when he appeared here that's where he came that's where that's where right. he popped in and just fell and it's, I'm like, okay, uh, that's fun uh, it's kind of horrific but it makes sense yeah yeah um, I do think Batman takes a serious leap in logic when he, because when he examines the boy, he says, "Oh, he's been punctured, yeah. and like a DNA sample's been taken, and there's a DNA sample been taken from the first Bruce Wayne that died." Yeah. He immediately leaps to this master plan that they're trying to like spread like dark energy through everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he gets to that conclusion. It feels like he just jumps to yeah. it. It does a little bit. So that was odd yeah. to me. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that was a bit odd. Uh, the stuff after this, though, where like um, Batman set up this last laugh protocol, he's built a new one basically for modern times because mm-hmm. of Joker's previous like attacks with Joker talks right. and stuff. Okay, I, I buy that. It makes sense, you know, precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only way to get in is with DNA, and it's like okay, so so Batman laughs can get in because he has a Bruce Wayne, and I like dealing with the, the the blind guard, and he just talks to him normally, and just yeah. yeah just doesn't even have to kill him just walk straight past him yeah yeah i like that um batman fighting him was not bad grim knight shooting him was okay too uh the actual explosion the art's great here you know the, the explosion looks fantastic yeah, yeah. Uh, wayne tower goes down wayne tower is no more yeah so, for now for now yeah. Yeah. uh I, I actually i do like that the blind guy has to actually help batman to the window he's like get me to the window just walk over this way and then i can take uh, it from there. i'll do the rest <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i need help to get there yeah um I thought that was pretty cool, um, and the art of obviously is pretty great as well because Jock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying that almost, doesn't it? Pretty much, pretty much. But it was good. Uh, and then the final thing is that Joker does wake up, and basically says, "Okay, so Batman who laughs has this master plan, uh, and there's one person who knows what it's going to be, which also happens to coincide with Gordon going to this person for advice, mm-hmm. and yeah. it is James Gordon Jr." Which I so I was like I'm kind of out on this book. I mean, it's fine, it's whatever. <laughs> and then Junior shows up, and I'm like, God damn it! Not only that, at the bottom of the page it says next yeah. time Black Mirrors, <sighs> clearly referencing the story in which he appeared in the original. Is... And and then potentially almost treating it by putting the S on, you know, mm. Alien to Aliens style. Is it like, oh, yeah. we're going to change up what the the sequel almost to yeah. that would be? Yeah, that's the implication. Because well, now, because we haven't really seen Bruce deal with with Junior. No, it's always, it was, it's always been, nice been Dick. Yeah. It's always been yeah. Dick or Babs. Dick or Babs are the yeah. ones who've been dealt with, dealing with him. So. so it's interesting. It's also interesting that Gordon's going to him for advice because they're dealing with psychotic people. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 
that's curious. I'm intrigued to see where that goes. I'm still kind of mixed on it um, overall because mm-hmm. of all the things that I brought up. There's a lot of things that are kind of detracting from it. Yeah. But, I agree. But, but, but when it like knuckles down and says, no, we're just going to do this scene where he has to try and stop the building from blowing up, but then it blows up yeah. and he's having to die from it. But it's just doing simple stuff like that. It tends to be quite I, effective. I feel like Snyder's the type of writer that when he has limits, he's a much better writer. When you mm. just give him every... He can do anything he wants... It gets a little out there because, like, his early Batman stuff, where you still kind of prove him, yeah. proven in in the New Fifty Two, his Dick Batman stuff is still some of my favorite. Yeah, I, I think the best oh, comparison time. here is to compare it to a film director. He's a direct. If yeah. he was making movies, I'd want him on like a mo- nothing higher than a fifty million budget. Yeah. I would. I I would not want to see him do a two hundred and fifty million dollar movie. I'd, yeah. I'd probably hate it. I'd want to see it just to see what it was. <laughs> it's it would even at its worst at its messiest i just need to see it because metal is that right yeah metal is him going right here's your 250 million dollars do what you want right but that's and just crazy enough to work exactly you know? so it doesn't always backfire sure no. sure but I, I guess what we're saying though at least i think matt's saying is that when yeah. it's more personal and low-key and it's not this crazy change the the yeah. concept that you've ever you, the thing you thought was true the whole time was never true, like you know. True. And yeah, it's like his, his again his, his once we started getting to the point in Endgame where we're talking about immortal Jokers, I'm just like, yeah. you had me, and now you're, you're, you you're me, yeah. gone way up there. So and same I, as I, I don't here. feel like this has done anything like that yet, at least. Uh, no, yeah, no, but I'm just it's, saying it's it has bent some little things here or there, but and and taking some jumps in logic, sure, but it hasn't tried to pull the rug. No, out. but I feel like it has the potential to go there, and I'm just prepping myself for it. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Um, uh, we'll see. I, don't know. I mean, I'd still say I liked the issue overall, but the, there was a few things that made me roll my eyes. There was a few things that I just went, eh, really? You know, the, the, which feels which it feels like Snyder sometimes, like he gets into that groove with, groove with me where I'll uh, typically enjoy how it's constructed, but yeah, there'll be these conceptual things or, or ideas that just can go, oh, really? The, <laughs> the Batman making machine. That's yes. the biggest one for me. There you go. I'm just like, yep, hit up. Nah, man. No, get out of here. Hit up. Yep. <laughs> the passion uh what are you giving it matt uh, it's a 6.5 like and that, honestly that's mostly for the art so connor uh seven i enjoyed it a bit more and the art's fantastic yeah i'll probably I'll, I'll probably go with a seven as well I, I still think it's a good comic there's just some conceptual things and eye rolling things that kind of hold it down a little bit yeah uh from going to higher higher rating uh, so we'll move on then to Titans number 33, Dan Abnett writing with Bruno Redondo on the art. And the Titans have went into the, the, the make-believe world that became real because of the, the, the source wall energy. Uh, the yeah. writer's in there as well, of course. He's with the, 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 the king or whatever it is. And yeah. basically this was an excuse to crack a lot of Lord of the Rings jokes uh, throughout. Which, yeah. t- to be honest, even though I don't like Lord of the Rings, they were still cracking me up. Um, yeah. Are they good jokes? Well, I want to hear some examples. I'll, I'll get them up. I'll, I'll get some specifics. Because obviously yeah. I didn't read this, but I, I love Lord of the Rings. So, so, so basically, yeah. uh, what's his face from Supergirl? Uh, ben Ribble. Ben. Uh, he he's uh, back at base on comms, reading the book that the writer wrote that this world is based <laughs> on, so that he knows things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's basically the dungeon master. He even jokes that he should be drop, you know, rolling a d twenty yeah. to, to check check things. Yeah. And I think at one point actually someone says in the in the world someone says, "Hey Ben, right. get those saving throws ready. <laughs> we might need." Them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was Natasha, was it Natasha or Miss Martian, one of the two. 
Yeah. Oh, that raised me the other thing I loved at the end is uh, I think Donna said, oh, now with uh, Kyle and Miss Martian here, we've got two big guns that we're punching above her weight. And Natasha's like, yeah. hey, I'm a big gun. Yeah. That that said, I feel like, so as, as the issue goes, we see that uh, Mother Blood wants Kyle and Natasha. And I can't help but feel it's because those are the two humans on the Maybe, team. Maybe, yeah. And that's why she wants to sacrifice them. She needs human sacrifice, not... She look at everybody else on the team, and they're all varying degrees of something else. Yeah. You know, Miss Martian's a Martian, clearly. Donna, who knows with her anymore. Uh, Garth, a mutant. So... Or Gar, not Garth. But, yeah. yeah. The first yeah. the first uh, Lord of the Rings joke was... Um, it, was it was a scene with the writer talking to the bad guys, and the bad guys are lying yeah. about uh, Mother Blood being there. So they send them yeah. on a little thing. And one of the jokes he says is that, oh, I was going to send him to this mountain. And he says, but one yeah. does not simply walk into, <laughs> you know, this thing. Yeah. Um, and it was that, intentionally funny. That's one that funny. made me go to Twitter and go, yeah. oh, Pete's going to love this. <laughs> I did actually laugh at it, even though I don't like Lord of the yeah. Rings. But because it was our team being there and reacting to it and cracking jokes, yeah. it was fine. Like, I, I was having fun with and, Well, then they start coming between Kyle and, and Beast Boy. Oh, yeah, and then Beast Boy gets mad because... He's the one that's supposed to make jokes. Yeah, not that, that's Kyle. exchange cracked me up. Right, so basically they meet these talking trees, and then Kyle scares them with a giant axe out of his yeah. lantern. Or his they're, they're basically ants, yeah. Connor, like big giant trees. Yeah, um, uh, and then they ask your riddles. Donna says that was smooth, and Kyle says, "Yeah, I was really talking their language." All right, really, yeah. you know, cheesy joke. And then Beast Boy jumps into the panel, literally just out of the side, and goes, "Kyle sure developing a bad hobbit." Uh, uh. and then they all look at look at beast boy like it was a terrible joke and he's like well it's funny when kale does it yeah that is the most abnance written beast boy has beast boy like because since since this has started and he's been all mutated mm. and like he's been super emo this definitely felt like the beast boy i know and Joe, love funny, the panel and after a that uh, the panel after that with Miss Martian, I don't think the art's great in that panel. She looks a little bit weird, mm-hmm. but I will give it credit. I do get that she's angry because she's like, Titans, yeah. can we try and take this seriously, please? <laughs> Those yeah. things happening. Um, so <sighs> that's the gist of the uh, issue. So we, we get this new character introduced called, uh, is it Captain Lenore? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, uh, whatever she is, it's just, it's this dark night and she serves the king. And from the name Lenore, I'm like, oh, that that's, gotta be tied to raven mm. and then we get you know she sends us her soul self so they they go running in and then they end up fighting this lenore mm. helmet comes off and guess what it's raven yeah so, so raven's like it's me and they're all confused that's the big cliffhanger at the end um, dun, dun, dun. i enjoyed this a lot i mean they are they are only it, decent it's, it's okay it, yeah but yeah it's again it's i love it because it feels like this niche book and you know um Abnett's kind of not that he has complete to do what he wants, but like it does he's feel like making it, Tolkien jokes. Yeah, it, like, it feels like he's going full. You know what? I'm going to just create this. This because the, the entire concept here yeah. that that a writer of a fantasy book then mm-hmm. created that world by accident because of source energy and now he's living in it, and now the team have to go into this fantasy world and track him down. Yep. Like all of this just feels like this is someone having fun. <laughs> like someone is just like, yeah. okay, what what crazy well, concepts have I got? And what's funny too is like we we know there's worlds like this because there's that one in Justice League Dark, mm. where 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 Blue Devil is in charge of stuff. I forget what was it, Amir. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it, that felt much more like a chore. Whereas this is like you said, you can tell Abnett's having fun, uh, yeah. and 
Yeah, I just... This book's so much, such a joy to read. Yeah, Ben being dungeon master, if at one point they say, "Oh, we have to go over there," what's over that 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 place? He's like, "Oh, that's like chapter. I've not got there yet. I'm going in order." Yeah, <laughs> slow give down, me, guys. Give me, give me a minute. You guys <laughs> gotta freestyle this. Yeah. So, no, I had fun with this. Uh, we we give yeah, it a minute. Really yeah. So this is an eight point five. I had so much fun. Like, yeah, the art's there, but I just, I, I loved her. This is the first thing I read this week, and usually I do the stuff like I get this one digitally. So that, mm. that usually, because I can read it earlier. Um, but the stuff that I really like, I'll, I'll hold off. And, ha oh man, I, I started with this. Yeah, so. I, um, that may be a little too high for my blood, but I'll go with an eight. Mm. Uh, I thought it was good. I, I'm liking Titans a lot right now, actually. It's, it's, it's never mm-hmm. a standout book, but it's always just this fun book. Yeah, with, a lot of fun. With a lot of characters that I like. So, mm-hmm. um, Good. Uh, that'll take us on uh, to Hawkman issue 8, Robert Vendetti writing and Brian Hitch on the art. You two read this, so I, I yeah. don't have an introduction for it because I don't know what's going on. Take it away. Yeah. So I, I've been waiting since we, we got the reveal that there was a Kryptonian Hawkman. I've been waiting, and this issue is all about Katar yeah. Ol. Uh, yeah, this, this issue opens with Hawkman in the ruins of Krypton, just in the rubble yeah. of, of where it was. Right, which, like, which Supergirl's just recently it? been there in the Andreco run. So, again, since Bendis has taken over, I feel like Krypton has become much more important. Uh, and, and that shows in this issue, too. Um, yeah, fair enough. This, this, yeah, he, he keeps saying how whenever he visits somewhere, he gets some, something that he touches slip. uh, time slips him, yeah. But here is like, well, what, what will link me? Because Krypton's yeah. gone. Uh, uh, it turns out just the planet itself uh, is enough. Being gone is because you find out that Katar Ol was on Krypton on when the final it day. exploded. Yeah. And he was a historian, just like Katar or Carter is now. Yeah. And he was actually Kara's basically history teacher. Yeah. And which blows Carter's mind because, like, out of all the places in Krypton, right? Like, of course, everything goes back to the L family. And yeah. he talks yeah. about how Jorel, he goes, you know, one of you survives and comes to, to my home and becomes the greatest superhero. Uh, and so, he yeah, talks about Jorel. Called, you, you would have called him Kal-El. And, and he's like, oh, yeah. Jorel's kid? Yeah. It's like, oh, and oh he you gets know off. Him. Yeah. And then he talks about Kara being one of his students and how she's such a great student of history and anthropology. And she's so great promise it's a shame that um she's not going to get to be around because the planet goes oh no she, she gets off the planet too she becomes supergirl he's like wait there's more than krypton survives so like, don't even get me started about the dogs like so there's there's a bit of of levity you know, in there yeah levity in there because it is katara old's final moments and they're you know he had already figured all of the stuff out that carter is figuring out now about the, the, the previous lives yeah. and the death bringers and and it's kind he, of this idea that it was all for nothing for him because he was yeah. building this weapon and mm-hmm. that, that's what what Qatar, or carter yeah. has come for uh you yeah. know he's come to get this weapon and he's like oh i'll take it back with me and then it turns out it's freaking huge and it was just yeah, kind of built into the planet and it was like yeah it's the basically plan was a, the here. yeah like like a large hadron collider i imagine like you can't just take it with you yeah um, and then this is what what got me was Carter being so desperate. He's like, "Well, you come back with me, and you'll build it on Earth." And he's like, "No, that's not how this goes. This is my destiny. I'm done. I've done all I can. 
my me existing now is for you to go through this. So yeah. now you know there's a weapon. This is my legacy to you. And it was just this really nice, like, you know, yeah. he goes, I, I, you never know what number you're on. And this might be the last time I reincarnate, but clearly not because you're here now. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a there's a nice touch where at the end he's like no no, no look look this is the the lesson he's like no you need to become the weapon somehow it, it's down to you yeah. and he starts blurring you know the lights he goes but you know the time slips yeah. starting again to put, take him back to you know now and mm-hmm. um he's a little confused because he's like well i don't usually return till i get what i need i thought i was here for a weapon um and it's like well do you know what maybe that that little speech was actually enough that's what you did need and because he's he's touching hands with Guitar, it kind of carries him through for a little moment as well. Yeah. Um, so he's seeing the present day. Uh, it, it's going both ways until they yeah. let go. Yeah, and it's really nice too because you get this history of Krypton in this museum because it's it's Kryptonian the holographic technology. So yeah. you're looking through those pages and you see the history of Krypton. There's Flamebird and Nightwing and. Uh, I'm gonna have to pull the page up because there's some other there's stuff. There's all sorts in there, isn't there? Touch, touch on, yeah. Um, and it's just a really nice, like Venditti. Again, I haven't liked a. I can't say this now because there's more I think of his that I like than I don't. Um, but I think he just needs the right character, and I feel like him being able to tell this big grand scope of a story, it, it's really playing to his strengths. It is definitely, uh, yeah. But yeah, so you have the um, Doomsday's there and Mongol. Um, Zod's it up looks there. Like, yeah, Zod. And it looks like Zod's fighting Brainiac, which um, I, I like when we get Zod as the hero. That yeah, I'm not sure if he is just, just fighting Brainiac or if it's just mm-hmm. Zod and Brainiac and it's the way we're, okay. it's, it's laid out. Um, gotcha. Like you say, Nightwing and Flamebird are there. Yeah, uh, uh, Tomar Ray. Yeah. Because um, he was responsible for that sector. Yeah. Um, he's there see, front and center, which yeah. I love for Vanity. Kara's down um, there with her other uh, students. Yeah, because it looks like this is what's going on at the um, museum at any given day. Um, but yeah, Doomsday's there. And then there, there's that. I recognize the girl with the white yeah, hair. Yeah. Is that. I don't know who it's supposed to be, though, because it's not Silver Banshee, I don't think. No, I don't think so. It also kind of looks like Insect Queen. So if you guys know who that is. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter because it's been driving me nuts since I read this issue. Um, no, uh, and, uh, the, the guy with white hair kind of reminds me of Black Zero, who was the Kryptonian uh, cult leader uh, early and back, way, way, way back. So, but yeah. it's this really fun page that just really, but but yeah, I just I love how Krypton's become this focal point recently. Uh, you know, it's this long dead planet, and it's basically really. Only been used for like this where Superman came from, but now it seems to have it's, more importance. It's quite impressive books. to me that we're seeing the description of Krypton again, and yeah. it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel like oh, I've no. seen this before because we're seeing it from a completely yeah. different character. We're, you know, their perspective of what's happening yeah. here now. It's it's actually nothing to do with the elves for once, no. um, which is different. Uh, it feels fresh. Yeah. Yep. So uh, and I, and I like the design of Katar Ol because uh, it's yeah. just it's. It's Kryptonian enough, but you also look at him and you're like, oh yeah, there's a hawk on his chest. Yeah, it looks it's very clearly much like, some sort of bird. Yeah, yeah, like um, his cowboy version of himself. I can't ever remember his name, but yeah, it kind of is reminiscent of that one. But and he's wearing the colors. It's the green and the gold. Uh, so yeah. it's just yeah, I'm 
Never thought I'd say this, but I think Hawkman's entered my top like top it's, ten characters. It's been this book has been consistently great, and it has been getting better. I don't think this issue matches the height no. of the last one, admittedly. Yeah, no. Um, well, that's that's an all timer, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be one of those standout issues of the run. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is still pretty great, and, and it ends with um, the, the the Deathbringers perhaps showing uh, showing up at Earth, uh, and you know, so you know they've harbored the Great Betrayal, which is Hawkman, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, so... And they look like they've upgraded. You know, this is not the Deathbringers we saw in the last issue, where they were just hawks, basically. Yeah, they, this is very insecty with the wings on this. Yeah, insecty, celestial esque, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so what are you rating it, Connor? Uh, this is probably an 8.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. That's another one that I really enjoyed uh, this this time. So, yeah. Art's great as well. Cause, uh, it's yeah. maybe the less, least impressive it's been because it hasn't had all the big showcase moments in this issue. It was a lot no. lower key than usual. Yeah, but again, you have that big double-page spread of, of the history of Krypton and you have yeah. these emotional moments like the hand touching and whatnot, you know. It's uh, it's it's still far and away the the most I've ever enjoyed Hitch. Yeah, yeah. It kind of plays against his strength, right? It's especially these quieter issue, moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That'll take us on then to the final book of the week, which is Catwoman number seven. Joel Jones writing with Elena Casagrande and Fernando Blanco on the art. So Carr dropped this after the last issue, or maybe two ago. I can't Fair remember. Enough. A couple ago, yeah. yeah. It wasn't working for me. Um. So this issue is sort of a two-parter. Um, so this is the first one we've had that's not been part of that first arc. This is the first time that it's yeah. been kind of something new. Um, and what did you think, Matt? It's okay. I'm going to still keep reading it, but I don't know how much longer this book can go on. If Jones isn't doing the art in the story, it feels less special. And like I feel like it's in a holding pattern until we get to Batman 75. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, like I actually think I like this maybe more than a lot of the other issues so far. Bizarrely, um, yeah. No, I mean, again, it's fine. I just I don't feel like there's a direction. Like it's kind of just yeah sitting so, there. So something interesting there is Pete just said he felt like he liked this more yeah. than the other issues, but he sounded really reserved about it. Like there was a yeah, a, <laughs> but like it wasn't actually like well, he's, he's not well. No, you know, I think it's better because it's not the that that arc, right? Where it feels less special because yeah. Jones isn't drawing it, but like I like just how kind of how simple it is. It's just it's it's Catwoman. She's looking at like jewelry, and she is basically an narration is talking about how uh, you know like you, you have to be fierce because people will try and like out scare you. So you have to, you have to be scarier yeah. basically. And this guy basically insults her by saying, "Oh, this this is probably too expensive for you. Maybe if you come back with your husband or something," and. She, very much pretty woman yeah and she it cuts to the opening two-page spread of like the title page and she's walking down the street wearing the earrings and i mean i assume she stole them but <laughs> you know it's yeah. funny because it's just a funny little beat the story is actually about penguin who comes to the city and actually oh, uber driver yeah he gets in a car and the guy's just being friendly and talking about the city and penguin gets frustrated and kills him uh and there's blood everywhere this sounds like so, Gotham. <laughs> that's so, actually this is, obviously this when is... I haven't read this I'm just I'm just picturing Cobblepot and Gotham taking a slash in that <laughs> it kind of is like that's his umbrella uses but here's, uh, here, here's my main and this is a, seems like a smaller issue yeah. so she's in the city called Via Hermosa mm-hmm. right but through all of the, what the, the Uber driver's talking about 
It's LA. So is there a reason why Jones decided just like, I'm going to create the city and just not call it Los Angeles, but then use all of the, like the 405 Sepulveda. These are all like major thoroughfares. Oh, is it, a, I don't think it's great. I'm pretty sure someone in the comments for like the first issue told us where it is. Yeah. Well, then she just is using Via Hermosa as, as LA. Mm. And, you know, we kind of sometimes complain when they just take creator names and throw them on there. I, I almost feel like they would have done that because it feels like, again, it's a small thing, but she's describing LA through these, you know, you can't take the 405 at a certain time. Uh, so Pulver is blocked off. Like these are all things like stuck out to me, and then I'm these, like, these oh, feel like oh. something only a local could know about. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 I'm not. I just know these from popular culture. Like these are things. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, so, even even the airport, the the VHX. It's uh, yeah. the LAX airport. Yeah, I, I thought that right. as well. I actually read that as this is just LAX, but with different letters. Yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> you enough. know, so. Yeah. Um, it, it would be like them passing off stuff through like the Brooklyn Bridge in Gotham. Like you're just like, well, no, like Gotham's its own thing. So Via Hermosa should be its own thing. And like Coast City's kind of San Diego, but not really. Like, yeah. Doesn't matter. It's been nuked. Almost nuked twice. Um, <laughs> so, so the so, issue is basically Penguin's here, and he's actually here for Catwoman specifically because everything he does, he sets off like some explosions at a Ferris wheel. Um, mm-hmm. To, to attract Catwoman to come in and investigate what's going on in the city. Because uh, Catwoman's just out for a, a jog, basically on the rooftop. She's just sort of, I'm going to stretch my legs, uh, look after my sister. and she Out for a jog. Yeah, going out for a jog across the rooftops. Yeah. And she sees, the obviously, the Ferris wheel like, toppling over at the pier. So she she, she jumps down. And it, 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 the book just ends with her, like, you know, she goes through some guards. You know, it's like some good, the art there's quite good. Like, the action's quite yeah. good as she's getting to Penguin. But the last page is her getting to the room with Penguin and, you know, him being like, ah, yes expecting your buffer he says i'm not looking at it but that you know it was it was that kind of moment it was like ah yes i've been waiting on you miss kale and i wish that she just res- responds with you could have sent a text <laughs> you have my number <laughs> didn't need to do that yeah so so that's two part but obviously, no, the action scene yeah yeah um the back half of the action scene where she's taking out all the penguins mm. men in the aquarium thought that was probably the highlight of the book for me yeah i agree was because it's all told through you can tell an artist wrote the script because it's yeah. There's no dialogue. There's no narration. It's just her going through and taking dudes out. Yeah, I, I like that um, scene. I did like Penguin killing the the driver. <laughs> I I like yeah. how just you know just psychotic Oof. it was in that scene. Yeah, but yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that's my horror movie uh, taste coming no, through. No, because I I I kind of when he told him to pull over, I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and then it just it sets the tone for Penguin's not in a good mood. Whatever yeah. he's there for, because you know we know Penguin can be charming, like part yeah. of his gimmick um so, so as i was saying it's it's only two two issues so or mm-hmm. yeah two part story so um whatever he's here for like it can't be that big because <laughs> you yeah. know we're going to be unless it's like just a lead into the next arc where like she'll say no but it'll set up what the next arc's going to be yeah uh, by the end of it maybe, maybe i can see him trying to expand because of that that family is on the outs now we see her mm-hmm. the the mother is in a plastic surgery and she wants to be you know fixed like, that's no, right, that's right, we yeah. told you. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. Through. You're right. Mm. Uh, and, and they're on the outs. I'm wondering if Cobblepot's going to try to establish, and he's going to blackmail Catwoman into helping set up his, his empire and be a Hermosa. Um, so, uh, uh, I thought it was a job no, on official. Like, it, 
Yeah, it's not like I'm not gonna drop it, but I don't look forward to Catwoman. Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. I wish Jones was still doing the art because that's what stood out for me on the book early on. But I understand it, it's tough to do both. Um, but she clearly has ideas for Selena, and I like her voice for Selena, so I don't want to see her go anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, what, yeah. What, what are you giving up? Uh, it's it's a seven point five. It's a, enjoyable, but not fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's a weird one to rate. I'll just go a seven. I think. I think it's good, but it it doesn't like blow you yeah. away with that. And I, I think that action scene weirdly, towards the end is really good. Yeah, weirdly, I enjoyed it more than Flash. And that if he told me that two weeks ago, like when you have Flash and Catwoman, you're gonna enjoy Catwoman more. I'd be like, silly person. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it, I think the real shock is if it's consistently going to do that. But I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt it. But anyway, so. Uh, so that's actually the last book of the week, which takes us on to our favorite things of the week. This is where we do our we pick our favorite panel slash moment, we pick our favorite uh, cover, favorite art, and top five books of the week. So, uh, Matt, what was your favorite panel slash moment? So I am. I was really tempted to go something from Superman. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Or or even Wonder Woman, but I think after talking about Hawkman, it is that two page spread of the history of Krypton and mm. just. It looks really good. I like looking at pages like that and trying to figure out what they represent. But, yeah. Connor? Uh, I'm going to go from Wonder Woman, that panel of them uh, of her jumping, the small one. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was considering that one. It's a pretty great panel. Um, I also really like the... It's, it's just it's near, the, it's near the end of the book where... She's basically saying this isn't peace, but it's a start. Um, and she looks kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, she's contemplating what she's saying. It's, it's, it's a really good facial expression. Uh, very expressive. Um, I like that. Uh, also tempted to go with when the, the upside down man first walks out behind Man Bat for the horror mm-hmm. element of it and GLD. Yeah. So. Nah, I need to go with Wonder Woman, I think. I, I, I need yeah. to go. I think I need to go with the. Uh, um, the jump as well as much as i hate picking the same thing as connor but it's a pretty good scene if you if you went first instead of always forcing us to go and giving yourself the extra time to think there's no rules there's no rules to say that we can't pick the same thing yeah but it's it's just cheap that's never been a rule i don't i I don't care (laughs) we know matt we know i don't care either connor's the one bickering here i know not bickering just making a snide comment. Do you want a Connor? That's yes. what we call it. Do yes. you want a Connor? Ginger Degrader. Uh, so, Connor, <laughs> what is your uh, what is your uh, cover of the week? Uh, it's the Wonder Woman cover. They're just the regular Dodson's one. It's regular great. one. It's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, Matt's good. Mm-hmm. So, in in the sake of variety, uh, that was going to be mine too. But I also really like the Catwoman variant. It's uh, good. I was I was thinking that it's Ben Oliver's variant for Catwoman. Ben Romans. Oliver, it, the way that it plays with the purples and the blues and the pinks, and mm-hmm, God, it's a gorgeous it. image. Like that's that's poster worthy to me. Like Carter's not seen it. He's looking up. <laughs> yeah. I, I am looking up. I'm I'm going now. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, also, shout out to the Art Germ cover for Supergirl because they're usually pretty good. Yeah, I do quite like the detective uh, variant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Catwoman uh, variant as well. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, well, Matt changing his for the sake of variety, and then Pete just going, yeah, I'll take that 
Well, but it it, 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 it took me a surprise though because I, I turned the page and I was like, oh, that's a really nice cover, and I I, 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 never, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it before. Whereas some of the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing this when they first popped up yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got a surprise factor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so best art of the week then. I'll go first since you know, yeah, <laughs> since I've been moaned that for not going first. Um, for me, it's between I think uh, two things. It's between Wonder Woman. Uh, was a manicure mm-hmm. and just sleep dark with Martinez. I think it has to be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That art's gorgeous. I mean, as much as I, you know, we, we complimented a couple of those panels there, like even the splash page after the jump's fantastic. There's, there's, there's several moments throughout the whole thing that is just gorgeous. So, and it's very consistent as well. So, Wonder Woman, Matt, what's your favorite art of the week? It's a manicure. Like, I. Matt, pick up, pick up, what, what the hell, Matt? Yeah. Come on, it's different I mean, than artists and writers. And, and it's, like, like, it's, like, it's, it's only the panel and cover that we the, the look at the goalpost it's... moving. Look at the goalpost moving. That ginger <laughs> piece of shit. I, uh... <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> uh, the ginger degrader. I love it. Like, it's... <laughs> but no, like one of them has had such luck on on artists because you had mm. Evely, you had Scott, you had, you had Sharp. Sharp. And but hell, even but even when it was the Zermonic, Robinson stuff, some of that was Lupacino. So, Lupacino, yeah. become I gotta find more work mm. by Zermonico because this is it, it's up there with those. It, it's almost like in that it's space in between Evely and Lupacino. Like it's <laughs> it's like a weird combination of those. So we all know how I feel about those artists. Mm. But yeah, it pans too well. Oh, Matt's mate's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. But good timing though, because we've got a top five. But, actually, no. Is that no, one? I, no, yeah. I, I didn't do my eyes. Neither have I. Neither have I. Oh, no, I have done. He, he I didn't first. say why it's hitched. That's right. Uh, we're running out of time for Connor's art. So, top five books. That... <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Connor, what's your top artist? Uh, it's Jock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've not known. Do you know what I really want to do at some point? I want to ask Connor <laughs> what something. What the hell was that all about, Matt? Jock's fantastic. <laughs> I know, but that's that's a that's a typical Connor. I thought you were going to surprise us. It's like when you open a blind bag of something, you're like, it's going to be cozy. Oh. Is that one? Joe, I mean, Joe, no, I mean, <sighs> Joe, what I really want to do at one point to, to, is a running joke is I want to ask Connor about something and then it's, right as he starts answering, play the Tom Taylor sound. But because he can't hear it on his end when we're recording, it doesn't have the same it, interruption. I'll just talk over it yeah. without realizing. Yeah. So yeah. it's still going to work. But Connor's going to spend the whole show now watching the yeah. levels. Because I really wanted to, because when I, when I said, no, no, tell me your artist after I, I, I was joking that I didn't give him time, I wanted to play it then because I thought that'd be really funny, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't notice and he'd just speak over it, so. It's it fine. becomes a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, top five books of the week then uh, is what we're doing now. Matt, what is your top five books of the week? Right. Number one, Wonder Woman. Number two, Superman. Number three, Justice League Dark. Number four, Hawkman. Number five, Titans. I feel like I was expecting Superman to be slightly lower, given your... No, I still give an eight, five. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. All right. Too much to vote like, for. Yeah, Matt, Matt overwrites everything. Yeah, remember? <laughs> everything's a seven and up, unless it's not. Yeah, Matt overrates everything. I'm pretty sure everything. you gave, like, the Flash, like, a 6.5 this I week. I did, and that's because it disappointed me, and that's much worse <laughs> than being angry. Connor underrates everything. I'm a, I'm the sensible one. So if he's the degrader, am I the overrater? <laughs> what, what's the opposite of degrading? Just pristine? 
know. We'll figure this out. Because <laughs> if something's degrading, it's getting old and it's deteriorating, right? But right. if something's mm-hmm. the opposite of that, it's just it's perfectly fresh. It's, you know, it's it's new. It's shiny. It's. I'll leave it up to the to the to the viewers. <laughs> anything that we'd have to think about it, right? I don't know. So anything so we don't do work. Yes. Um, anyway, so Connor, what's your top five? Uh, Justice League Dark, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkman at two, Wonder Woman at three, Batman Who Laughs at four, Detective at five. All right. Uh, my top five, number one is Wonder Woman, and uh, number two is Justice League Dark. Um, basically, the two pages at the start and then the backwards speak is, is what was making me pick <laughs> Wonder Woman because I, 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 I couldn't decide I was like they're really even in my head they were both fantastic mm-hmm. so I had to pick a really stupid reason so Wonder Woman wins <laughs> um, so Wonder Woman won number one Justice League Dark number two number three um, Detective I think yeah uh Number four, Superman, and number five, um, Titans. Come on, oh, Titans. I was just trying to remember. I was trying to remember what I said for each book. It won't make sense. <laughs> All right, that's the top five. Uh, one of the things we do now, when I remember, and I did this week, is to ask people on Twitter uh, what their picks of the week were, and we can we can read some of those out. We can see what the consensus was amongst uh, the audience. So if you do want to join in in this every week, uh, just follow us at DC Comics Podcast on Twitter and respond to the tweet uh, on Friday or Saturday before we record the show. Uh, so at t underscore van for a, I'd say Justice League Dark, the framing device of Man Bat telling stories from the book was fantastic. Each story on its own was really cool, and the stuff with the upside down man really enjoyed intrigues me uh so there you go um then at cory ynwa picked wonder woman 62 is the book of the week no reason although uh d- did go above and beyond and did everything we do by picking a top five and art and panel Ooh. and everything at clark doom just League dark was definitely the standout his delivery was perfect felt like something akin to tales from the crypt there you go great minds and all that jazz um so yeah, we we got a few just like darks. There was a few Superman uh, or Superman picks, as it were. At Bizarro Luther, uh, Superman issue seven. Now this is kind of cheating because they're quoting someone else here, but you know what? It's coy, so I'll give them okay. points. Uh, as Morrison puts it, the actual stories are about the guilt and fear and loss in love. Uh, but on an epic scale. The parental feeling of missing out on your child's life is so real and it's really being explored in Superman fashion. Uh, also added on uh, Superman 7, screw all the haters. <laughs> so That wasn't Morrison, that was, that was Bizarro Luther's uh, edition. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a lot of good responses this week. Um, that wasn't all of them, there was a few more. Uh, I'll pick, uh, I'll get more selective if we if more people are responding to it, but... Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for pitch, uh, pitching that in, and we will do that every week uh, going forward. Uh, and the more we do it, the more we get used to doing it, and the, the less likely I'll be to forget to do it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And by all means, if I, if it gets to Friday night and it's, the question's not been asked, just pro, pro, prod us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> say, where's pro, the question? Prod him. Where's the question? No, no, no. It's us because it's a DC Comics Twitter account. Yeah, but I feel like I just want them to send it to your personal account just to annoy you out a little bit more. Oh dear, he's the worst. Um, so what I tell you now is what's coming next week. Yeah, uh, what's coming up oh, next week? Thank mercy, it's like 
a slower week. There's a bit of a quieter week. We have Justice League issue 16, Batman 63, Aquaman 44, Shazam number 2, Naomi issue 1, Freedom Fighters issue 2. I'm going to take a guess and say that Sideways number 12 might be next week because it got pushed. It is, it is. Yeah, because it was maybe last, this week, but it got pushed. I mean, I did tell you last night. Um, I didn't remember that. He's so, Carl thinks I remember things he tells me. I, I, yeah, definitely. so uh, yeah. finish and then I'll I'll say what I'm saying. Uh, so also next week, but we are not covering is Batman Creature of the Night number four, only because it's been delayed so heavily. I can't remember what happened in the first two issues. I forgot it's been what delayed was that. so heavily that it's not next week. It's, it's not even yeah, next week anymore. Fair there. enough. Okay. Nope. That, that's that's on point. Uh, Damage thirteen's out. So is Teen Titans twenty six. So uh, that's what's coming out next week. There's also a Curse of Brimstone annual. <laughs> How oh, did no, I miss that when I was writing out these lists? I know. For shame. For, For shame. shame. Joe, the first thing so, about that, though, is that Connor's going to have to read it. <laughs> you know, I, when, when I moved, I said I was going to stop getting, like, physically uh, certain books. But before because, you finish, Joe, I like yeah. about this. You're coming round full circle to me announcing that I was buying physical books at the start of the show. This is full circle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great. I still get physical books, but I, I've cut them down, you know, to, to what I was getting. Well, uh, and then, and then, since I moved, Shazam has has entered my physical selection, and now it looks like course. Naomi. Uh, maybe just the first issue because there's a Lupacino mm-hmm. variant. <laughs> of course, that I need. Like, Not true. Um, yeah, it's a girl obsessed with Superman. I can relate to that a little bit. Yeah, George, uh, Connor was doesn't re- have to cover. Connor was really upset because one of the books that I did not add to my physical list was Die, and he was really yeah. upset that I'd added, added three Bendis books. <laughs> That's why I, I am, especially because he, he, it's not even like I'm going. Oh, dies I really good, and and Pete's like, yeah, whatever. He's agreed that both issues so far have been fantastic, <laughs> and he's just yeah, but, he's just being a dick despite. Uh, unless he super enjoys the back matter, he can just get those digitally. It's fine. <laughs> it's all, oh, image have fantastic paper quality though. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> I got the new criminal. Like I got birthright. I I get it, uh... but. So I'm not gonna not tell him to not get three Bendis books. Come on. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. Two is enough. Oh, it's so funny, Amy. Well, but, well, uh, I was gonna have, you know, if he if he picks up Naomi and physically he'll have four just to spite you. Joe, I don't even consider getting Naomi physically. I, if I, Joe, if I really like issue one, I might go back and get it. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, really, I'm only getting it physically for that that hmm. uh, Lupacino cover. And if my shop doesn't have that cover, then it's strictly digital. But yeah. you know. Uh, it's a quiet week next week, uh, which probably means that me and Carl will be doing our punishment issues for the month, uh, which, of course, patrons make us do. I'll mention Patreon in a minute. Uh, but we'll also be doing questions next week. So I'll be asking on Twitter for questions as well as what your favorite books were before the next episode. Uh, also, uh, you can actually ask us the questions as well in the comments on YouTube on this video if you want. Um, but we'll be reading some questions next week and answering them uh, because it is a later week on books. Um, but we do have some really juicy sales figures next week. So look forward to that. They love the sales figures. I know they do. I'll let you read them out. It's fine. We won't they participate. They love the sales figures. Do you know what? I can, I can do it on my own. I, I can get excited about sales figures. I can talk for minutes and minutes about sales figures. I'm, I'm fine taking a 10-minute nap if you want to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Connor is such the antagonist of this show. Someone's uh, got to be. Just in terms of energy, like he, like his default at anything that he doesn't like is just to be like, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, I'm just going to sit here. Oh, I'm ginger. Oh, hiccup. <laughs> He's gotten good at controlling the hiccups during uh, the show. 
I don't yeah. know if it, I don't know if he has or if we're just so used to them we don't notice them anymore. No, I make an effort to try and contain them yeah. during, during recordings. Sometimes when you try though, you end up with this little squeal because you don't quite hold hold it all the way. I, in. I know, I know. And it sounds really stupid. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I mean, it doesn't happen too often, but sometimes it happens. So, sometimes um, it slips through. Yeah. All right. So that that is episode one hundred and thirty of Comics from the Multiverse. Um, of course, it's be weird not to tell you about the other comic shows we do. Me and Connor do elsewhere in the multiverse. Uh, we do that. Uh, that comes out on Wednesdays, and that is the the week's Marvel and indie books that we read. So that comes out. So the books are kind of a week late from when they came out, but that's when it hits is Wednesdays. Uh, so you can check out that. We do television from the multiverse, which is the DC TV shows. Again, that's me and Connor. Um, so check out all those other shows that may be of interest to you. Uh, you can also um, get us on patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Um, of course, over there, you can, you can um, support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, you get to, to vote in settings. You get the monthly episode at the $5 tier. Uh, so worth having a look over there. And of course, as mentioned at the start of the show, we now have merch. There's a link in the descriptions uh, to the mm-hmm. merch stores if you want to buy a hoodie or a shirt or whatever. Um, you know, knock yourself out. <laughs> well, if you want to, I'm really like, I'm not, I'm not like gunning for merch sales here. Um, but it's just to make it clear that they, they exist now, should you wish. Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah, Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, all the usual things. Rate us on the, your podcast app. All these things help out. Um, uh, you know, beyond just the monetary stuff that you can do. So, uh, that is us. So, uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Um, keep reading DC Comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. The Ginger Degrader.